Blog Talk Radio. And so I'm excited and just 
been doing that. So what else? That's just what's been going on. I think this week. I'm trying to think if there's something else this week that I need to tell y'all about. <gasps> you know where we are? Oh my God! It's countdown. What is the countdown to? <laughs> my friends are like, "Are you really serious?" <laughs> I text my friends, "It's countdown," and they're like, "Countdown to what?" I was like, "Maxwell concerts." <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Hilarious. But I'm excited because, like, Maxwell is kicking off his concert. And, his, and we're going to talk about Maxwell a little bit later on in Hot Topics because he had a Hot Topic moment this week. But, listen, like, him and Anthony Hamilton and Joe will be here. They're kicking off their tour in, like, what is it, like, how many, three weeks in Texas, and I'm all extra excited. I'm like, yay, I'm so excited. And my girlfriend's like, okay, is there a new album out? (laughs) I was like, I know, I know, I know, that's wrong. I know it's wrong. But (laughs) I got a good excuse for going. She's like, why? I'm like, because it's it's kicking off here in Texas. I couldn't, what was I supposed to, what, am I not supposed to go? Like, what's the second show? I'm like, I'm not telling. <laughs> but you know what? I'm excited. Uh, I'm so excited. So that's exciting news. That's exciting. So I'm like, on oh, my countdown. I'm like, countdown. And you know what? It will be my second concert since COVID, right? Because, you know, during COVID, wasn't nobody, wasn't no concerts. And then we went to go see, I, what did I go see? I went to, we went to see Babyface from Friends gifted us, um, Babyface and um, what's it? Babyface and Kim. It was so good. I had a great time at that. Maybe too much of a great time because <laughs> I hadn't been to a show in a minute. <laughs> so you know, I'm excited about Maxwell. Me and my girlfriend, we're playing a girls' night out. One of my girlfriends, you know, they they pull lottery tickets. They pull lotto tickets to see who's. Oh, you know my girl. I had a couple because he, he surprisingly he didn't show, he isn't he doesn't have a tour date for Kansas City. So my girlfriend's in Kansas City was like, okay, you want to go to St. Louis? Do you want us to come up there or something like that? They were all they were trying to come here, and they had talked about a show in California because we were supposed to go to a show. We I had like four friends who were all supposed to go to a show. I have a friend that lives in San Diego, so we were all supposed to be my girlfriend in San Diego and go for to the. Maxwell was supposed to have a show at the Shell before COVID, and COVID fucked it up, right? <laughs> right? And so then we were all looking at other shows in California that we could probably go. You know, they didn't want to go to the Maxwell show. They really want to go to California. <laughs> but because but we the schedules didn't work out. But I have you know, I, if I go, I, I, I'm 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 looking at a show. I don't know. We were thinking about Cali. Who knows? We, I don't know where my second show is. <laughs> I think I know, but I don't know what I'm going to say. I think I'll tell y'all late, like tell y'all later on. <laughs> but, however, yeah, but my girlfriends were like, you know, so they were thinking about coming here because there was no show in Kansas City. So I had a few girlfriends who was like, okay, we'll come up, maybe we'll come up to Texas to see it. And then they, you know, they was like, I said, well, you know, I said, I got a friend who's coming with me here, one of my girlfriends who, you know, she she was cool with it. She's like, I'll call you. I'll, I'll, it'll, be my, it'll be my turn again. I'll go. <laughs> right? And so they were all like, ah, oh, okay. 
was like, hell no. You go, that's great. Take that on for us. <laughs> so me and my girlfriend, we're going, we haven't we haven't seen each other in like a, a little bit because of the COVID thing. So it's it'll be a great girls' night out for us to go and hang out and eat and you know chit chat and then go see some you know go see Anthony Hamilton and you know and and Joe and Maxwell. So it'd be fun. So I'll tell y'all about that in a few weeks. God bless. Okay, but what else? Okay. So, besides my countdown, uh, let's see what else is going on in the world. Power Book Ghost Finale happened. And you know what? Let me just talk about the Power Book Ghost Finale because I have not talked to y'all. And if, sorry, if you're a Power Book Ghost watcher and you have not seen the finale yet, you might want to shut me off. <laughs> okay? Well, at least about 15 minutes, 10 minutes, maybe 5, 10 minutes, okay, while I talk about Power Ghost Finale. First of all, let me just say this. I was pissed off because I was I was being real good, trying to be real disciplined, and hopefully not see nothing on YouTube, right? <laughs> or Twitter before the finale, right? So I went on YouTube to look at something else, and there it was, like a biggest day. Zeke, Zeke, uh, Zeke's death, Mecca's death. I was like, Damn it! I was an hour out from the show. Oh, I was pissed. I now I understand how the Power Universe fans who don't get to see it the night before, like at twelve midnight, like most of us Power Universe fans feel. When I mean, with Power Universe fans that do see it tonight, like at twelve midnight, feel when we we spoil it. Oh my God! I was like, no, 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 no! Don't tell me, man! I didn't click on it, but I was mad. Cause I already knew. I already knew. And so I was watching it when I got to turn it on, Power Book. Let me just say this. I can't give enough love to Courtney Kemp because Courtney Kemp, I feel like she has written the ultimate gangster Marvel black. It's it's sort of like an ultimate gangster similar to Marvel, like the the, the Marvel, uh, the gangster, like a Marvel gangster. How can I say? It's not Marvel, but it's like a Marvel gangster thing. It's like she's wrote an ultimate hood tale. <laughs> I feel like she's written the ultimate hood tale. And at first it started off shaky, and it's just progressed. And I always have said since Power Book Ghost Season 1 that Power Book Ghost was better than Power. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because there, there's too many ways they can go with Power Book Ghost. So I feel like by the time it's all over with, Power Book Ghost is going to go to a whole nother level. I am so impressed, first of all, with Tyreek, the young man, Michael Rainey Jr., who plays Tyreek. My God, he gets so good. Every More and more, every episode, Michael Rainey Jr. gets better and better and better and better. Like he gets, he gets, And he gets more, like, leading man. Like this week, when that, that part when him and Drew was having a conversation, remember, remember when him and, was it last week or was it last week? I forget what it was. It was last week, the week before last, when him and Drew was having that conversation, I think, and no, I was the week before last. I can't remember. They all merging together. When him and Drew, I think it was last, the season finale, when him and Drew are having uh, the conversation about the bag, right? Because remember, they're trying to get the bag 
to get to, I guess, to make them. One of the things they said is, Diana, tell Diana, you know, they didn't want Diana to look in the fucking bag at all. They was, like, adamant about that, right? Season finale. So him and Drew and, 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 and Tyreek are sitting there having this conversation. And Drew is like, you know, Drew is talking about something. I forget something that he said. So how are we going to know to uh, where to put the bag after we get the bag? He's asking Tyreek that. Tyreek, cool, cool as ice. Like, like Omar Hardrick playing ghosts. Omar, Omar, Omar Hardrick playing ghosts, right? He's like, the same place you motherfuckers stole the uh Stole if I stole all of my drugs from me. Hey, Drew was like, what? I mean, it was so like, ugh. it was like lean man, like rah. I was like, oh my god. I mean, it was. I I knew. I said, this kid is coming into his own. I mean, he's just coming into. He is he is taking the reins of power, and I love it. And they gave him like two, two or three of those moments. And except for like, listen here, Courtney Kim. Tyreek need to learn how to fight. Michael Rainey Jr., I got to have him fighting by next because the ghost was a fighter. I know he fight with his brain and he's smarter than his daddy. That's for damn sure. But he <laughs> but he got to, he got, he needs to be more, I need him some fits like his daddy. I need to take some fighting lessons, some karate or something on the side over the summer or whatever y'all do, okay, because this is the, you know, I don't know. And there was a funny part, too, in there, you know, where they talking to Kane about, you know, Kane, we get to see Kane's character change up. And so Kane's character, I think that we, we start to understand. And, I, you know, I feel like Kane and Tyreek had a moment. I don't know. I don't know if they've had a moment or not. But Courtney Kemp is kind of saying we're going to see more moments from Tyreek and Kane. But I feel like Kane is a character that can never be trusted. Even, I feel like he's a 50 cent Canaan character, like you could never trust him, right? But I feel like that when Tyreek, he finds out Tyreek killed his dad. <laughs> There's a part where Monet is telling him, you know, Tyreek killed his dad, and Canaan's like, well, okay, I can kill my daddy. He was just stupid, right? <laughs> because Canaan is extremely jealous of Tyreek. So he gets, so here he goes. He goes to meet, uh, he goes to meet Tyreek, and Tyreek is having this conversation and saying to him, are you sure you ready for this? Because he said, you know, this is nothing like you ever did before. He's like, you know, he's just, you know, trying to act like he's tough. He said, this ain't the time to act like you tough and like you, ask, like you, like you know what you're doing. Like, Tyreek is so cool. It's like every, every episode he's getting cooler and cooler and learning from his mistakes. Now, we all see what happens. Monet kills Mecca. Then... Dumbass Lorenzo, which I wish they didn't kill the character Mecca, because I feel like there was more for Mecca. Like you know, one of those characters that you like. I know Courtney Kim; she might not be saying it, but I know that they they are that that guy, the guy who played I forget his name Daniel or something, and I forget Perula or so. I forget the name. I might get me getting his name all mixed up. But the guy, no, I think that's the guy who plays Zeke. I can't, I don't know. I'm getting it mixed up. But the guy who played played, played Mecca, I feel like he was such a strong presence on screen. Just a huge, like, it's, like I feel like the story of Mecca shouldn't have ended right there. No, no, no. I feel like y'all could have went some more with Mecca. Like, some more. I would have actually preferred Lorenzo to get killed. But... 
I understood what they was going to do. I always knew Zeke was going to get killed. I didn't like the idea of Zeke getting killed because I felt like it was obvious. Like, yeah, there's always, like she said, they always kill off some innocence. You, we know Lauren is dead for sure now. They're acting, at least they're acting like Lauren's dead, okay? We still ain't seen a body from Lauren, but the thing is they 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 supposedly have found Lauren's body. Now, sidebar here. This week, Michael Rainey Jr. and what's her little name? The girl who plays Lauren was seen at a little game together. Now, I always kind of thought they might have been dating and messing around. He said, my best friend and whatnot. I said, oh, that's why they killed her little ass. <laughs> you know, because it's hard when you're young and you're going together. I'm not saying that's what the reason. I'm not. She might still be on the show. It may be, maybe we think she's dead. But if they killed her off, I kind of might see why. Because, you know, he's going to have, as he gets into this more, he's going to have more love scenes between Effie, probably Diana and everything. And we're going to get this dynamic, dynamic, I feel, with Tyreek. Uh, 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 like, he's still young. I mean, and, and being on the set with your boyfriend, even if you're an actor when he's kissing other actors, and stuff, it can be a lot for young people. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was smart if they did so. Uh, however, um, what I will say about this, this one is, I, I mean, the killing of Lauren is kind of brilliant to me because I, they didn't wait like an Angela Valdez. They didn't try to set up an Angela moment, like kill her way down the line. I love that. And, and Angela was actually a surprise death, which I was glad that it happened, but it was a surprise one. <laughs> All right? I mean, I don't, I'm not glad anybody dies, but in the power universe, you know, we cheer for the, the wild deaths, right, okay? But – so I I kind of I kind of felt the that energy I feel like Lauren Dying get presents a number of storylines that we'll see down the line between Tyreek and Effie because Effie is probably allegedly behind this whole death thing. So it will be so interesting to see. And this week too, another sidebar. I saw a, a guy do uh, astrology on all of the power universe. He was telling what he thought the power universe was. Interesting to know, he said he thought Ghost was a Capricorn. I don't think Ghost is a Capricorn. To me, Ghost is a Scorpio. But people think they say he thinks he thought, but he could be a Cap. I can see the Cap too. And um, and he talked about they, she talked about Tyreek being a Virgo. Very much see that. But it was, since we're talking about Effie, he was like, this is a total Scorpio. And I was like, yes, Effie is a Scorpio. Because Effie, she, she, she's about her business. She moves kind of undercover. She's dark, but she's a seductive and elusive. I, I, you know, yeah, I could kind of see that. So he had a great, I mean, if you guys ever see it on Twitter, I forget the guy's name. But he had a great breakdown of all the characters, if you're into astrology like me, what, uh, what the characters may be. So we get Lorenzo kills. Now, I was like back on Lorenzo killing Zeke. Okay, Lorenzo goes and takes his dumb ass because of something Diana said. What did Diana do? Do what she wasn't supposed to fucking do. Look in the what? Suitcase. Diana looks her ass in the suitcase. I'm so pissed. I was like, you little nosy ass. Her daddy's like, you smart. You, if you smart, you, that just says you smart. So Diana... Dumbass gets manipulated by her daddy and says, "Okay, daddy, what well, they saying in the, the, you know, the thing? He might be. It was papers in there, some federal papers, and blah blah blah." So Lorenzo, who can't understand that his wife has been the man and running the business for the last several years, he can't accept that shit. So he goes out and tries to take matters in his own damn hands, thinking that Monet can't take care of the job. 
But Monet takes care of the job. Monet's gangster like that. So he goes out thinking he getting ready to get, thinking that, that Monet didn't take care of the job and he's going to get ready to kill uh, Mecca. But instead, while he's walking, uh, it's Zeke. Because remember, they promised Zeke. They tell Zeke that he can go away and go to wherever he want to go to get away for a while. So Zeke's going to the plane that night. He's thinking it's Mecca Lorenzo with his dumb ass and shoots and kills Zeke. God. First of all, let me just say this. Another sidebar. Me and my grandma, years ago, <laughs> we used to love In the Heat of the Night. <laughs> that was our shit. <laughs> okay? And my grandma said, they show got a lot of time. That's a one little country town I don't want to go to. They show got a lot of crime in Sparta. <laughs> if y'all know what, for the youngsters out there, you might not know what In the Heat of the Night is. It was a series based off of a movie, okay, that Sidney Poitier started in, right? But it became a series uh, on TV, and it was a really good series, and they sometimes show them in reruns all the time, or you probably can catch them on YouTube. But me and my grandma loved it. She used to say, Sparta. And I was like, you right. Sparta do got a lot of crime. I mean, it's a little old town, and every week they have a fucking murder. <laughs> and we was like, and grandma said, that's one little country town I do not want to go to. <laughs> this is the same way I feel about Stansfields and Power Book Ghost. That's one damn college I don't want to go to. It's bodies dropping everywhere. And it's been bodies dropping everywhere since Tariq brought his little ass up in there. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, have you ever seen so much murder in a college? If there was this many bodies dropping in real life at a college, people would be pulling their kids out of there left and right. <laughs> oh, God. Stansfield is a killing ground. It's horrible at Stansfield. <laughs> How many of you have that? We got the professor. We got both professors is dead. <laughs> we got the boy who got killed. The DP, was it DPD? DP, who was it? DPT? Oh, what? I forget the gang's name. One of their members got killed. <laughs> who else we got killed? Zeke done got killed, the star basketball player. We know Everett's probably getting ready to get killed. We don't know how long that's going to be. But he ain't dead yet. But he made it through season two. But who else gets killed? It was somebody else. It's a lot of bodies. They didn't have a whole lot of bodies dropping at Stansfield. Shit, it's a lot. And Lauren, Lauren's ass, number five. This is a this is a school that's supposed to be like a Harvard. <laughs> it's a hot mess up there in power. In power book goes. Wherever Tyree's little ass go, it's death to follow. He's a little death angel. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, but Power Book Ghost was so good. I'm telling you, when Monet got that phone call and Lorenzo started shrink, shrinking in his seat, and he got that, but she would go answer that phone, and they said, we hate to inform you, your son, Ezekiel Cross, is being killed. And Monet, all you see Monet's face go cold, you know Monet going to act a fucking fool next year. Oh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be cray-cray. It's going to be cray-cray at Stansfield. That's why I say if you've got kids in Stansfield, pull them out. <laughs> pull them out to the imaginary college. It's going to be a mess. 
up there at Fairfield, okay? I just hope Tyreek make it to graduation so he can get his money from his daddy. I think he's supposed to be graduating next year, okay, because he's in a two-year program, right? And y'all know Tyreek is Superman. He be running the classes and everything, making his classes and shit, and killing people, <laughs> and running the drug ring. Oh, and what I forgot, here's what, the next thing I forgot. We all love the moment when Tyreek, uh, what, I, yeah, no, I be going blank. What is Tyreek's best friend, uh, Tyreek's best friend, uh, walk, go, comes up into, uh, the courtroom? Brayden. We all thought Brayden was about to, I didn't think Brayden was about to stitch because if you've been watching Courtney Kemp's lives, she gives hints that, it, and I, you, I feel like you can, you can kind of read through some of her hints. But the beginning of the year, like, remember, loyalty was written across Brayden's thing, right? You know, like his loyalty to Tyreek would be tested. And Brayden came in there like a like a real, like a real G. Now, what I mean by this is Brayden said on the stand he took all responsibility for selling drugs at Stanfield, let Tyreek completely off the hook. Right? Crazy. <laughs> right? But everybody was like, what? I mean, it was such, I mean, great. Again, Tyreek is in court at the end, like season two. He was in, now listen here, Courtney Kemp and, gang, and writing gang at Power Book Ghost. Tyreek can't end his ass up in court season three. I mean, we, 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 we tired of Tyreek ending up in court every season. I mean, shit, Ghost did foul shit for years, and his ass was hardly ever in court. And he, he was dumber than Tyreek, <laughs> in my opinion. I mean, because he was sloppily messing with uh, a, a DA who didn't want him to be in the drug game. Okay, so, and was trying to arrest him at the same time she was having sex with him. So, you know, he was real sloppy and all over the place. Tyreek is sloppy, but he that's because he's young and he's, he's full, but he ain't that sloppy. He's he's He's... He's smarter than Ghost. Probably that Ghost was at his age, which we getting ready to see that in Power Book Canaan, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But listen, the end of the series, in the series we find out today, we, Tyreek's supposed to have cleaned all the cameras, okay? He's supposed to have cleaned all the cameras in the, remember where Mecca get Mecca's apartment building. But guess who shows up again? What's that D, the, the Hispanic girl, the Latino a DA? She shows up, you know, I can't, I can't handle it. She, 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 that girl got on my nerves so bad in power. But she showed up, she's going to be Tyreek's nemesis. Her and that, that, uh, and yeah, yeah, and that other lawyer. It's going to be a mess next year. But she, he, whose picture was biggest day on the cameras? He's supposed to have cleaned out Tyreek. And so when they asked Courtney Kemp about this in her lives, she said that people were like, "Where? Why? How Tyreek ended up on there and Monet not not on there?" And she was like, "This is this is going to this. It's not what you think, and it's going to be addressed. You're going to see it in third season. Why?" So that is or what or if Monet Monet may have may, may very well be on the camera. So. This is very interesting. Tyreek going to probably be up for another fucking murder bid. <laughs> I can't. I can't deal with it. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't, we don't need another court case. We do not need no more. Can we have a power book ghost without any court cases? 
<laughs> Last time it was no, it wasn't Tyreko trial. It was uh, Tasha, and Tyreek didn't get Tasha off. And this year it was Tyreek. We all want to see Tyreek and no more. <laughs> we don't need no more court cases. And I forgot the most important part. Uh, Tasha shows back up. Tasha and witness protection. Tyreek delivers. She doesn't know. Well, I think she has a feeling Tyreek is there, but Tyreek delivers his little sister. It was a touching moment. Back to Tasha in uh, witness protection. So that was beautiful to see his little sister reunited with the mom. And, you know, Tasha's probably what we we got a feeling that Tasha's probably going to be making uh, a lot of appearances, little appearances here and there because she's on another show right now, which the way that other show was going, I don't know about y'all, but that Queens, no offense, no offense, I ain't trying to hate on nobody, but it ain't my cup of tea. <laughs> so I'm, Tasha might be back faster than we think. <laughs> it's all good. I don't know. Did it get picked up for a second season? I don't want to talk to nobody. I have no job. But Queens is not, but not for me. It's not the business to me, but whatever. Okay, so that is my take on Power Book Ghost 2. I'm so excited. I cannot wait for third season, even though it got spoiled for me. The, you know, everything that happened in Power Book 2 goes, the big, the major things. Um, we, I can't wait. I'm excited for Power Book in the summer for Power Book Canaan. Uh, uh, Power Book Three, Canaan, and I think this is a year. I'm not sure that Ghost uh, that we get to see Ghost and Tommy when they were young. When it comes back, I'm not sure. I think this is, but it's not coming back. I think sometimes until the summer. But I'm so fucking excited because I like Power Book Canaan. If you haven't seen Power Book Canaan and you're a Power fan, you definitely want to see Power Book Canaan. Okay, and let me tell you something. The mama rock on Power Book Canaan is everything. That woman is everything. She is a great actress, and I don't know why she's not getting nominated for an Emmy. No, I do know why. Because, see, these white awards got a problem. Some of these white-based awards, Caucasian-based awards, think that when black people act in gangster, that's our natural habitat. They think we're not acting. Okay? That's foolishness. All black people ain't gangsters. All black people ain't had no run and run in with the hoods and all that. And if you ever see the lady who plays rock, talking interview she is so far from rock <laughs> it's like diane carroll <laughs> and then she turns into rock <laughs> so like, i'm just telling you hell of an actress if you haven't seen power book came in check it out okay so i have not forgot about the force okay power book four premiered the force i'm gonna watch it tonight 12 o'clock midnight I'm, well, I'm gonna be on with y'all but when i get off with y'all i'm gonna walk, watch power book force the second episode tommy tommy's story comes to the screen, can I just say this? I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it yet. I'm, I'm going to talk about it a little bit, but I don't know if I'm ready to give you all a full-out thing like I do about Power Book Ghost. I'll just say this. I'm so used to seeing Tommy with a lot of black people. <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's, I know they're trying to uh, 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 put some cream in the series so that they can get an even bigger audience. And Tommy has black people in this one, too. But it's mostly, you know, you can see it's where it's going, a little bit like kind of a, a gritty Chicago, Boston-like feel or something like that. I love the setting in New York. Oh, my God, power in New York is just brilliant, okay? Um, 
I don't know how I feel about it in Chicago. It looks grainy. <laughs> oh, what else? I don't know if I like the Flanagan family, the Flanagan, the, the, the people. It feels kind of, I don't know. It feels Tyler Perry, uh, like if Tyler Perry was to create, uh, uh, and don't offense to Tyler, but it's facts. If Tyler Perry was to create a villain, his villain would look like that. So I, I'm sort of like, I feel like it's a lot of caricature right now. And so I love, let me tell you who I do love, the guy who came out of jail who's supposed to be running like this family thing, the guy who, that guy, that guy, that guy is dope. He 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 just took over the screen immediately when he showed up on screen. He's going to be great. And I don't know his name, but the guy, the character, who the black guy who's coming out of jail and he meets Tommy and all that stuff, it was, I mean, I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna be the one. He's gonna be he's gonna be great. However, Tommy, you can t- Tommy's the pro in, amidst all these people in Chicago who's gangsters who think they the shit. But they Tommy's like been with real gritty shit. So Tommy, like, what y'all doing? It's almost like Tommy's twenty steps ahead of him. And so I feel like where is the challenge to Tommy? I just. And I'm glad they're gonna they're gonna have to do this. Let me just say this: they're gonna have to cross power force with power universe quickly. I, I really feel like power four is going to need it. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm gonna give it some more episodes. I I don't know how I feel about it, and it's almost kind of like Tariq and Monet and the Tahadas and everything is taking off. So well, it's almost like is there if if Power Book Force doesn't work out, is there a place for Tommy? You know, because it's it's I don't know, and I'm feeling sort of I don't like I feel like Tommy's lost over there in Chicago. So I, I'm hoping I get it. I hope I like it more as it goes along, and I'm willing to give it another chance. I've only found two characters interesting. Tommy does find out he has a black brother who his mom left with the father. You know, his mom was a mess. His mom is a mess, okay? So that's going to be an interesting storyline. But I just don't know how I feel. And it, it may explain, this explains something, too. Remember, Tommy's mother raised, kind of let ghosts kind of live with Tommy and his mother. So we might we we might get an understanding of why Tommy's mother took so much to Ghost because that was like her son she lost or she didn't have. So it it's very it's an interesting thing it's an interesting dynamic they have going on there. We'll see how that works. I don't know how I feel yet about Power Book for the Force. Okay, we'll see. Okay, all right. So what else? You're gonna talk about Tinder Swindler. Tinder Swindler. I watched it last night because I saw y'all all talking about it on Twitter. Oh my God! If you have not seen Tinder Swindler, about Simon Levey, what's his name? Simon Levey, and these women he uh, he swindled allegedly. This shit is crazy. <laughs> oh my god. These women 
very intelligent looking women on Switch. But see, I see how it got them. And a lot of people are saying little stupid shit. Let me let me let me let me talk about it for a minute. If you haven't seen it, you still you still need to see it, even though I'm about to tell y'all somewhat about it. It's about these women who who are looking for love, and they meet this guy on uh, uh, Tinder, right? He's wealthy. He got it going on. He look good. He, you know, he's sexy. He's a sexy white man, Jewish guy. Uh, look like he paid. He's in his his profile. He has. He is the uh, a son of a billionaire, of a you know, an heir to a diamond throne, a diamond billionaire who 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 owns a diamond company or whatever. So you know this. So he he takes this one chick out, right? He asks her to come out. Now let me tell you something. See, you gotta be gangster. See, I was raised by. I was kind of raised by. I don't know how can I explain it. My grandma was gangster, but I I got the blood running through me of the, of what I call my daddy's family and <laughs> and my mommy. I got the blood of gangsters in me. So I feel like. My wisdom, my wisdom is, 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 I have a lot, I feel like God give me, sometimes I'll be, sometimes my discernment be off, but my wisdom sometimes it can be great. And so I saw his game right away because, you know, what a, what he did was he started, he, 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 he invites her to meet him for coffee and she's talking about going into this, he invites her into this expensive, expensive ass hotel and then he makes her wait there for him. He's like, oh, I'll be down in 20 minutes. So she's there in this expensive hotel, feeling out of place, feeling like, oh, shit. You know, I'm like, whoa, do I fit below here, you know, because it's wealthy. But at the same time, she's like, damn it, I'm going to hit the jackpot. <laughs> right? Right? So he comes downstairs like 20 minutes later. You know, the fix is already fucking in because he knew. He knew what that was going to do to her. He knew. This, this is a fucking, he's a, this is a, you players out here, wait a minute, hold on. Y'all think y'all playing the game? Let me tell you, this ball right here, this Simon LaFee, the fate is the player of the players. This is great. <laughs> y'all need to, are they still having the players ball down there? And, and where they used to have it in Detroit, I forget where the player. Y'all need to invite his ass and give him the award for players for the player of the year. His ass is genius. First of all, how he did that was he already had he discombobulated her early with his wealth. He's intimidating her early. Comes downstairs, dressed out in you know his swag and everything. He probably got Gucci and shit on. She's like, oh shit, you know it's all, it's already throwing her back. So he's having coffee with her, and they're talking, and she's filling the conversation. Because let me tell you something, man, and a lot of you you men online, because you don't know women, were saying, ah, that's what she gets because she was she was gold digging for the front. No, all women are impressed. Let me tell you something. What is it? It's something that Marilyn Monroe said in Diamonds Are Our Girls' Best Friend. I think they showed that in, in the thing, uh, in the, in the, I think in the show. And she said, uh, was it was it was that diamonds of the girl girlfriend? Well, she says, she said, she said, it's like uh, she says, um, she says, uh, uh, most she said most men, uh, she said uh, she was talking about most men want a girl that's prettier. So, uh, you want a girl, uh, you want a girl that's intelligent and everything, but pretty certainly helps. It's the same thing with wealth for women. Money is a fucking aphrodisiac. 
if you don't think so, you're crazy. <laughs> okay? Women like a man who look like he's got wealth, okay? Looks like he got his coins in order. That's sexy as hell. <laughs> Why? It's not about gold digging. It says, this mofo can take care of me. Okay? So he was giving all that energy over, right? He's giving, he was giving it to her. It's like, then he turns around. They end this conversation. He's like, yeah, I got to go to such and such, such and such today. So someplace, another country or something, or wherever he says, he says, would you like to fly on a private jet with me? Ah, this stuff I ain't never been on a private jet. <laughs> now, me and my Scorpio suspicion at, suspicious ass would immediately been, he trying to get some coochie. Flying me on a private jet the first time. This is, you want coochie cat. I see you. You good. And I, it, would, it, gave me, it would give me warning. I got to be careful with this mofo right here. But that's just the scorpion in me. Everybody ain't got that, them scorpion senses. Okay? <laughs> right? So, girl is like, oh, yes. She goes home, runs and packs and everything. <clears throat> this dude got game. She gets on the private plane, the, pe- the private the pilots out there, yes, hello, Mr. Lviv, hello, such and such. And, you know, he's got his baby mama with her, which is even more impressive. He done brought his damn baby mama has a reference in this motherfucker. He done brought his baby mama as a reference with his baby on a plane. And the baby mama says, he's such a great guy. He still takes care of me and my, uh, and my child, which would have been a warning sign to me, too. Baby mama and kid on the private plane with me would have been a warning sign. Now, it wasn't a warning sign for her, but that shit would have been a warning sign for me. And it would have been a warning sign for me that, first, because I'd be thinking, he got so much money, he can have her on this plane give me a reference, but still hitting it. You know what I'm saying? And secondly, when she said, he's still taking care of me and the baby. I'm like, you and the baby, or you mean he's just taking care of you? I mean, he's taking care of the baby. Because, <laughs> you know, that's the problem. He's he he, he, he keeping a whole other family. So I was seeing warning signs. But, again, everybody ain't Scorpio. <laughs> okay, so I'm suspicious from jump, okay? Even if I was on the plane, I'd be like, really, huh? <clears throat> but he was he was wearing her ass out, okay, because this private jet – the woman, baby mama on there told me, he's a great dad. You see, you really like him giving references and shit and all that stuff. So by the time she gets off the plane in the next country, you know this this man has got the coochie cat, right? You already know he's got the coochie cat on lock. Men, a private jet is a – why do you think people talk about the Mile High Club? Do you think people are talking about the Mile High Club because they own the commercial jets? Fuck that. No, they're talking about the Maha Club when a man takes you on his on a private plane ride. That's sexy. That is sex. That is sexy. And it's seductive. <laughs> and you're like, why is that seductive and sexy, Carlotta? Because he's got his own. you like, damn. Oh, he's doing it like this, right? I mean, so for a woman, women find that sexy. Men, I'm sorry, get your shit together. I will say that. Women, when you got your shit together, the, the, the sky is the limit. You have any fucking thing you want almost. <laughs> Not anything, but you can have a lot of anything. <laughs> right? So he gets her off the plane. She's having sex with him the first night. You know the fuck she is, right? You know she is. 
Alpha is sprung. Why is she sprung? Because she had sex with him from the moment she got up in that hotel. The moment she sat in that hotel for 20 minutes and he got off that elevator and he was looking like he looked, he still looked the same and everything, and he got that money, Heffa was gone. She was already going to have sex. She already made her decision, okay? Now, the problem with this is Simon allegedly is a swindler out in these fucking streets. I mean, he's a good-ass swindler, too, because he was pouring it on thick at first, sending flowers and shit, doing all kind of, you know, she thinking she in la-la land. She does cha-ching, cha-ching. It ain't just the money. It's cha-ching, it's helping. But she's also thinking, check, he looks good. Ooh, he seems romantic. Ooh, he got this and that. I mean, he's traveling. But then he comes up with some wild-ass story talking about, my father has enemies. I need to, uh, we have to hide. And we're in, he's sending for her on trips. He's paying for them at first, at first. Then he comes up with some wild shit talking about, my father has enemies. You know, they're trying to this and that. I need you to open me up an American Express. Bitch, that would have been it, okay? Because I would have been like, well, hold up, hold up. I would say, you don't want me, little old me, to open up you American Express. Your daddy ain't got no billionaire friends he can call and ask to borrow some money from. Your Rolodex is way thicker and, and more richer than mine. <laughs> Fool. But I'm from the hood, though. And I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm Chatwood French. Ruby, Ruby. Lolly blood running through me. <laughs> Especially ruby blood. <laughs> so you ain't got no dumb one here. <laughs> right? So I, I don't know. But anyway, this woman ends up spending so much money thinking this dude is like he couldn't give it to her at first. And he's writing fake-ass checks and everything. They bouncing all over the place. She's in debt. She's still, I mean, he. meanwhile, he's spending her money with another blind, beautiful blind girl, too, going all across the world, model and shit. He, he running around. Then he got a best friend who he, he also, he, he gets her. She's a blonde. He gets, he got a thing for blondes. He gets her. Well, he did with the brunette. It, 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 it's crazy. The brunette played him, though. She got him good. She brunette did some shit. I would have did if I got swim. But but you got to see it. The, he, he, he's playing so He was playing all these women. He was playing so many women. It was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. He was playing women, people, just people all over the place, okay, allegedly, okay. He gets now. He gets this last girl he done played that is a girlfriend for about $150,000, but she fools him, go gets all them design clothes and starts selling them on eBay for her money back and shit. But she was smart. However, this man only spends 15 months in jail. For all the, for, he didn't get charged with some of, some of the swindling. 15 months, you know he's back out? Giving lectures about wealth, and he's still he's still balling to be white in America. <laughs> no, not in America. To be white in the world, because he ain't in America. To be white in the world, he's Israeli. To be white in the world <laughs> and have access to other people's credit. If that would have been a black man, he would have been arrested. He would have been under the jail right now. <laughs> Especially if he was swindling some black or some white girls. 
man, you have got to see it. What what Tinder Swindler shows you is the power of whiteness throughout the world, first of all. That's the second thing. First thing, and the power of the white male. The second thing it shows you, first of all, I think he might be some sort. I think he might be into something, though. He got to be into something to be getting away with that. But the next thing it shows you is just that this fool, he the access to credit that these women had, like how they was make he was making people jobs. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. He was making people jobs in a fiction, in a fictional ass company. He didn't all he didn't have nothing to do with. Oh my god! And getting getting it. Getting her, I think she ended up having like a two hundred. The first girl, a two hundred fifty thousand dollar credit limit, also he could spend on partying and his other bitch. Man, it was scandalous, 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 scandalous. He had a Ponzi schemes of white women's credit cards. It's it's amazing. You gotta watch. You gotta watch it. <laughs> Tinder swindler. I've never seen no shit like it in my life. He is a true player though. He got game. He had game. He had game. The, everything he did, the average chick could not have. You would not have. And you know what? He ain't the only swindler I've seen. I saw a swindler like this, a white guy on uh, on on Dr. Phil, who was swindling black women, which was shocking, okay? He was swindling these black girls because he, what he was getting on black women with is that he didn't, like, he, he seemed like he was, well, he, he flew that, but he was getting some naive black women. I think I talked about this on the show before, but he was he was flying in on a private jet and stuff, and then he asked him for five thousand dollars for something. I'm like, you ain't gonna ask me for five thousand dollars. You just not. I, I ain't give you five thousand dollars. I don't know you like that. <laughs> and if I knew you like that, I still ain't give you five thousand. Man, I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm kind of you know I'm kind of a traditionalist with men and women in some senses. But I, I, I don't feel like I should be giving no, no man $5,000 that I'm not really close to or know, like I trust, trust. Okay, so I would that all alarms would have went off for me, somebody asking me for some money, okay? But this dude was a, he was, he was a serious player. I mean, you know, I, I'm not knocking the chicks too bad because, the way he played that shit, see, I'm I'm not I'm a little different because I would have been I would I'm suspicious by nature. So when and so the moment that you started like you know you started putting me in the hotel and I, I'm waiting down here for 20 minutes and you knew the fuck I was coming you knew I was coming you knew we had a lunch date at 10 o'clock and you gonna bring your ass down here and tell me you would be you trying to show me first of all you trying to intimidate me with this whole thing and trying to show me your wealth and your power. But then also you're trying to show me that you're busy. I understand what these little fucking games you're playing. But see, you know, hey, <laughs> I get it. But most little girls, young girls and stuff, they wouldn't have got that shit. You know, immediately. I mean, so I see how he was swindling these chicks. He and he he wasn't the average player. He was this dude had him on a private jet. He was flying them and stuff at first. And buying shit. I mean, he even had this chick out here shopping for apartments at $15,000 a month. Listen here. He was gangster with it. Then he went in for the kill. After he built it all up, then he went in for the kill. You know, and so 
you know, if you a woman that's your your hopes have been all built up like that, you don't want to listen. The last thing you want to find think about is that somebody that came in here and used you. You know what I'm saying? Y'all hear water running? I'm running water real quick. <laughs> I had to stop and do something. But listen, I do. I be I be recording and talking to y'all at the same time and doing crazy stuff. <laughs> but listen, okay. So I get it. I get why this 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 girl got turned out and these girls got turned out the way they did because by then you don't want to believe that you've been tricked. Your mind doesn't want It's like I tell this story about a friend of mine who was tricked by a dude. You know what I'm saying? He you know, he took she he was like one of her first, you know. And then afterwards he turned out to be a complete roof Dog, dog, roof, roof, and it was so hard for this person to understand. He's a fucking dog. He ain't shit, right? But it was so hard because she had given, she had given, put so much time and pre- and, and energy and everything into him. And I remember saying to her one day, I said, "You know what? You're just gonna have to accept that you gave something that was precious to you." And sacred to you, your time, your love, everything to someone who who didn't think it was special, like you did. You cast your like I was. What's my been on my thing in the last few weeks? You cast your pearl before swine. And sometimes you got it happens. It happens to the best, the best of us. And sometimes you got to be like, damn, you win some, lose some. That person doesn't appreciate me the way I appreciate myself, but I can't convince him to appreciate me, and I got to fucking bounce because he ain't going to appreciate it. He don't see the beauty in me, and maybe he ain't supposed to. You know what I'm saying? He ain't supposed to see that I'm something deep, I'm something beautiful, I'm something special. This is the best he going to get. Right, but she she kept chasing him because she wanted him to say, "Listen, it's special to you. It's special to you. Please don't you throwing me away and saying it's not special, but it was special. He just didn't understand what he had. You know what I'm saying? So this is what that was going on with them women. They was giving him money over and over again because they couldn't believe they had been fooled this far. They couldn't believe like the private jet wasn't real. Damn, I ain't met this Prince Charming that's getting ready to take me out of all my shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't, I'm, I, this ain't, he ain't, I can't, I don't want to, it's too painful. See, they knew it in their head. I bet if you talk to them, they knew it. But it was too painful to face reality. It was more painful to face reality than, to, than, than just simply giving him the money. They rather just give them the money. They rather pay for the denial of being a damn fool. That's what happened. That's what happened. Oh my God, you gotta see it. Twinder, tender swindler. This is a this is player of players, right here. I it ain't it ain't for the weak or hard. And some people who called him no, this dude was a player. I I ain't denying him that at all. He was a player. The way he played that shit, he was brilliant at first. Okay, and the average. The average average chick out here probably wouldn't have got him, you know. 
You know, like Tyreek, they say y'all be seeing online about power. Tyreek built different. Talking about Kane and them ain't built like Tyreek. Tyreek built different because he grew, he grew up around ghosts, Kanan and uh, 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 Tommy, and they and Tasha was his mentor. That's me. I'm Tyreek. <laughs> I had a lot of mentors. That I ain't been playing for. But I'm just telling y'all. I'm built different. I'll just say this, though. It is, it is, it would have been hard for the average chick. So I could knock these chicks for, at all, for just what they did. Because it would be very, very, especially when you really like somebody and they done seduced you. Seduction. Seduction is the hardest thing to get out from under. Like, if you've ever been really seduced by somebody and they create illusions around themselves and stuff like that, ooh, and it's something that you can taste, like, you like ooh, you can taste it, like, you want it so bad. That's how them chicks felt about his lifestyle. Because his lifestyle, he looked like he was having a ball. I mean, it was shit I had never even heard on. I was watching Twinder Swinder. I was like, where that? I mean, it was some island they mentioned. I was like, damn, well, I ain't never heard of that island before. Where, where, what have I been doing with my life? <laughs> what? What? What island is this? I mean, they was naming places I had never heard of before. He was a true player, okay? Player, player. I mean, you can't, you know, ain't nothing you can say about his ass. And he got out of jail in 15 months. And he back to doing shit. Allegedly. Crazy. Tender Swindler on Netflix. It is worth your time. It's worth your time. <laughs> Woo. I did have an it's a word for you guys today about discipline. But you know what? I think I'm going to save it. Let me just say this. This is what I'll say. Today, you know, I always said my it's a word, for those of you who are new listening to the show, my it's a words are kind of motivational moments I give you or I share with you that I've gone through this week or that I'm uh, that I'm currently going through or something like that and try to share with you guys to inspire you guys maybe in some sort of way, hopefully, like I'm trying to inspire myself. Or maybe I'll give a little bit of it. Okay. You know, I was like, what is it say? I, you know, sometimes I feel like I have the weird, the best conversations with God in the shower. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> right? So, like, I was like, you know, I felt like I was like, you know, I was like, Lord, you know, I had, I'm a very free spirit. Like, if my friends all know I'm a free I am a free energy. I love being free. I just, this is my thing. I just, I'm a free spirit. I just like, I'm a fixed sign, but I'm a very, I also have a, I have a cardinal sign as my, um, as my, um, uh, uh, my stellium. So I'm, 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 I have a, I'm very, I, 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 I like freedom, okay? And so I don't like to be tied down. I hate, Feeling the feeling of like, oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. <laughs> Anytime I feel stuck to something, I feel like, woohoo, right? And so I feel like the last several years, God has been speaking to my heart about disciplining myself more, 
within my free, like still being, you know, I can still be my free self, but still discipline myself in areas because sometimes you damage so many things in your life and everything by not practicing discipline. And I feel like that is where the trajectory I'm on now, trying to discipline myself better, trying, and it's hard. Trust me, it's hard because, you know, I'm breaking shit that I've been doing for sometimes for years or something like that. But I feel like it is so important, especially when you want to go somewhere. You know, and I think about, and today it kept running through my head when I was in the shower, I kept thinking about, and I think I talked about this last week on the show about Paul and how Paul talked, he thought about his faith and everything has a race. Everything he thought about like an athlete, Paul in the Bible, for those of you who don't know. But he thought about everything has a race. or He he disciplined himself. He thought, hey, faith is it requires discipline. Faith requires, you know, or acting out, out on your faith, living a life that is worthy of, 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 of God's grace and everything requires faith. And faith requires discipline. And so... Here's the thing. I'll just leave it at this. Discipline for you guys, maybe for you guys, some of you guys are out there and you might be struggling with certain things and disciplining yourself in certain areas and everything like that. Trust me, when you discipline yourself for something, the reward is the reward can be great. And you know, discipline at the time cannot doesn't always feel good. Oh no, it does not. <laughs> Oh, my God, it does not. <laughs> but in the end, it works out towards your good and towards great rewards for yourself, okay? And sometimes there's so many times I'll be breaking my discipline, so many times I'll be, but still when you're disciplined and you can complete your course and complete your goals and journey, you're so proud of yourself. It's nothing like that feeling after you've done something that you know, you're like, wow, I stuck to it, I did it. That it doesn't mean you were perfect, but you stuck to it and you did it and you created. Uh, you you go you you learn how to uh, uh, put down certain things for what you need. Okay, and so that is just what I wanted to say to you guys today. Just discipline is key. That's my it's the word short and sweet. Okay, and I may talk about this again in later shows, okay? I just wanted to kind of touch on it a little bit, and that's something that I've been dealing with this week, and I wanted to share that with you guys. Okay, so we get back here, okay? It is time when we get back to get into the news. Are they up here trying to start a war? They're trying to take up for the Ukraine. I know what's going on in the United States trying to talk shit because Russia about, Russia about to in, invade Ukraine, but I feel like that ain't none of our damn business. See, you can't be, Russia ain't like little, these other little old countries. Russia like, we got nukes too, bitch. Don't be cute. I don't know if this is the war we want to play with. Okay, so, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Biden giving out funds to everybody except for black Americans. And he's denying, trying, trying to give out crack pipes this week. I was shocked when they said he was trying to give out crack pipes. Because I was like, is it 1987 again? Are y'all back to using crack like that? I mean, I know people, some people still use crack, but I, is it a phenomenon again? Because y'all scared me out here. Is it crackheads out here where he can give, he give a free crack pipes? So we got to talk about that. We got to talk about um, Wendy Williams, talk about Maxwell, Adele, 
We had quite a few. The baby this week. We had quite a few. Oh, and Beyonce. Am I ready? Is my key ready? Someone, excuse me, excuse me, anyone out there, is my key for the Ramada Inn available? Now, for you, those of you who listen to my show, some of y'all, because y'all be new at the show, and be like, what's the Ramada Inn? The Ramada Inn and Beyonce and one of her sons, I forget which son it is, she says her haters all, all stay at the Ramada Inn or something like that. So I could, some of the beehive says I'm a hater. Okay, so I need my key to check in the Ramada Inn because I think I'm going to be checking in tonight. No, I think I'm going to kind of be nice, but I am going to check in for maybe a second, okay? Because Beyonce finally gets the Oscar nod. Finally. <laughs> we're going to talk about that and more when I get back on the CC show. Oh, my God. This guy, like, it's going to be a load like Carlotta. You up here playing. It is. It is. <laughs> All right, so we'll get we'll talk about that and more. When I get back, meanwhile, what are y'all going to be listening to? I don't know. I didn't have it set up. <laughs> Let's start off with, uh, it, I don't really know what I, I thought I had a song for y'all. Like I would go right into a song, but I don't have one available for you guys. Okay, so what we'll do is, should we start off with, don't disturb this groove, the system. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all. <laughs> Let's 
difficulty. Sorry to play. I'm gonna play that. That's really actually a song we just gonna be playing later on. My fellow Scorpion, Adina Howard. Before that, it was Maxwell with Bad Habits. I was a, I was in a toss up before because you know I was like, should I play? I'm in the zone. <laughs> Am I alone? <laughs> I feel. <laughs> no, I was I was trying to think. Should I play that or Bad Habits? But my my energy said Bad Habits. <laughs> It's the CC Show. I am back, you guys. We are talking Hot Topics Talk talk tonight. Uh, it is time to uh, get into this whole Joe Biden thing, okay? First of all, I'm going to talk about them trying to mess with this Ukraine thing a little later, but Biden is to split $7 billion in frozen funds between 9-11 victims and Afghan humanitarian aid. Uh, it says, this is according to MSN, CNN, it says, President Joe Biden signed an executive order Friday allowing $7 billion in frozen assets from Afghanistan's central bank to eventually be distributed inside the country and to potentially fund litigation brought by families of victims of the September 11 terror attack. Uh, terror attack senior administration officials confirmed Friday. The funds held in the U.S. were frozen following the collapse of the central government in Cabal in August. Half of the remaining assets, $3.5 billion, could go towards providing relief inside the country where the fears of mass starvation have taken hold in the months since the Taliban took over. The remaining $3.5 billion will be made available for terror victims who have been fighting in court for compensation using the frozen funds. The claims will still be litigated by a judge and a senior White House official. A senior White House official said, uh, "Unfreezing the money was necessary legal step in order to, uh, for cl- uh, claimants to have their day in court." Okay. Uh, in a call report with Porter's Friday, senior officials called the move just one step in a process that might lead to the unlocking of these for the benefit of Afghan people. Noting that the U.S. is moving to put, uh, let's see, put reserves in a trust that will be separate and distinct from ongoing American humanitarian and assistance to Afghanistan. Okay, so you know it seems like Biden is working for a lot of people, but Black America who went out in droves, allegedly, are sent in ballots. <laughs> Um, I know I'm shady. Uh, wait, there's nothing, okay? So this week, and I mean, you know, I, and I believe the nine the people victims of nine eleven, they long overdue uh, funding for some of that stuff to happen. People, it was a lot of people who got sick after nine eleven from inhaling that dust and stuff down. It was a lot of stuff there, and so. Uh, and some people have uh, allegedly passed away, you know, in, in that situation. Uh, and the Afghanistan, Af- Afghan people are needing aid and stuff like that. But let's talk about this week, about what he's done for black, with, with the alleged stuff going on for um, African Americans. But it said, Biden administration denies funding, funding programs that hand out crack pipes to prevent infection and promote racial equity, okay, equity. Uh, it says, uh, this is from Daily Mail, it says, uh, it says the $30 million grant program will distribute funds to nonprofits and local governments to make drug use safer and advance racial 
equity. Now, listen, here's this thing. <laughs> I don't know why they put them both together. <laughs> but it says inclusion agreement is money to purchase safe smoking kit supplies, okay? A spokesperson for HSS said it included these for users to smoke substances like crack cocaine and crystal meth, uh, meta, uh, meta, uh, meta, meta, I always have a hard time, uh, crystal meth. <laughs> and HSS said that these kits will serve to limit the risk of infections. Typically, users smoke out glass pipes, which can lead, which can lead to cuts and sores that become infected. Handing out pipes is also intended to prompt users to smoke rather than inject themselves with some substances like meth. Why is this put being put in the same thing with the racial? <laughs> we gonna give y'all some drug kits, <laughs> but we also it, it's right here for racial race, racial equality. Race, racial is this is because crack pipes and racial. Equity go together. It's it's, it's perfect. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. Crack ain't been that out of control in the hood since like 1988. But apparently Biden's still back there in 1989. So he wants to pass a um, pipe crack. I mean, he said he not, he denying he's doing that. They're giving out smoking kits and helping race, racial equity at the same time. Oh, you can't make this shit up. The $30 billion grant program, which accepted applications until Monday and will begin doning out money in May, intends to provide funds to nonprofits and local governments to make drug use safer. And that that drug use being safer will make racial will help make racial equity <laughs> and to advance racial. I came it's so funny. <laughs> Including in the grant is money to purchase a safe smoking kit supply. But on Wednesday, HS, HSS flagged to DailyMail.com a statement denying that the kit would include crack pipes. Okay, so now they they we gonna take the crack pipe out. <laughs> no federal funding will be used directly through subsequent reimbursement of grants to put pipes in safe smoking kits. Right. The goal of harm reduction is to save lives. Yeah. After everybody went off about the pipe crack pipes being in there. Suddenly they shut their ass. And then suddenly Biden must have woke up with his him and his crew and realized that it was nineteen eighty nine. They've been watching too much power book case. They thought they are snowfall. They thought they was up there in nineteen eighty eight. Especially Biden's ass. He probably did think it was nineteen eighty eight. Oh my goodness. It says the crack pipes were never a part of the kit. Sure. It was uh it was inaccurate reporting and we wanted to put out the information to make that clear she said sure uh hss said the kits will serve to limit the risk of infection typically but how does this what does this have to do with advancing it's crazy handing out pipes is also intended to prompt users to smoke rather than inject themselves with some substance like meth uh injection is far riskier Applicants for the program get priority 
priority if they serve uh, if they serve underserved communities such as African Americans or Native Americans or LGBTQ. <laughs> this is to give y'all gifts, black people. Here's what I'm gonna do for you, black people, for voting for me, for helping me win Georgia allegedly. You know what I'm going to do for y'all? I'm going to hand out some smoking kits. <laughs> now, I know they said it was crack pipes, and I took the crack class. Nah, I took the crack, crack. I'm just going to hand y'all some smoking kits to make it safer for y'all. And if you serve the African black people in America, it, this is going to be racial equity. This is going to help you go further. If you start to crack. If we teach you how to smoke the crack and mess. <laughs> if y'all, at this point, if you voted for Joe Biden, just stop and think think to yourself for a minute and go, what the fuck? I know you are. Because I, 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 I know you are. Just stop and just ask yourself some questions. And be real with yourself. You know, you like the tender women. You like the tender women. A lot of you Joe Bidenites are like the tender, the women from Twinder, Tender Swindle. You can't believe he he made love to you and then you and then he walked away. Then he he ain't he ain't, he ain't treating you like shit afterwards. This is Biden and y'all in denial about it. Y'all in denial that y'all really didn't get made love to you. I just got fucked. <laughs> Oh, it's sad. It's sad to hear people who voted for Biden make excuses. Some people have given up, I know. They just say, like, yeah, man, it's, uh, I don't know. You was right. They just giving up. They don't even argue with me no more. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe it, though, man. And then they go to Trump. Well, anything better than Trump. Really? Really? Is it really better? Well, you right, man. Oh, man, I ain't going to stop. I'm going to leave y'all alone. I'm going to leave y'all alone. I can't, I can't do that. I, I'm going to leave y'all alone about Biden. Okay? One more thing. One more thing we talked about. Where's the, is it the, the, what is, what's going on here with the uh, uh, Russia and the Ukraine? Let's talk about that because he's trying to, he, him and him, they trying to start up some, he's trying to start up something. He got to. Got to do something. You got to do something. The presidency is looking bad. You got to take our attention. Something's got to happen. <sighs> According to Yahoo News, Ukraine-Russia crisis. Biden speaks to Putin because America's ur- has Americans urged to leave Ukraine. President Joe Biden spoke to Russian President Vladimir Putin by phone as the White House is urging Americans to leave Ukraine. Fox's David Spunt has the latest details, okay? Oh, that's the, I, I, I didn't want to play the video. Uh, I guess I will. I'll play the video for you guys. Okay, we'll listen to that. Okay, so play this. The president's call with his Russian counterpart began at 11.04 Eastern Time, ending an hour and two minutes later at 12.06. President Biden is at Camp David. We have a picture provided by the White House of the president during the call with President Putin. Compared to a few years ago, 
and there was no prospect of a U.S. military evacuation in the event. Okay, you guys may be having a little problem with the sound. Okay, Russia, uh, Biden, the, the conversation is that Biden had a conversation with uh, the Russian president, and, you know, let me see if I can find it, because y'all, y'all having a problem with the uh, with the sound here. Okay, so we'll talk about it. It says, Biden warns Putin U.S. will impose swift and severe costs on Russia if the Ukraine is invaded, Okay. Uh, with an escalated Russian military buildup on the border of Ukraine, Mr. Biden emphasized on a phone call with Putin that invasion would produce widespread human suffering and diminish Russia's standing. Okay, President Biden was clear with President Putin that while the white, while the United States remains prepared to engage in di- diplomacy in full coordination with our allies and partners, we are equally prepared. For other scenarios. Now, what the fuck is other scenarios? Okay, it says uh, these Biden administration, the Biden administration has urged American citizens to leave Ukraine. And Saturday, the U.S. Department of, of State ordered non-emergency employees at the U.S. Embassy in Kiev to leave the country. Today, the State Department ordered non-emergency U.S. employees at the embassy to depart due to the continued reports of Russian military buildup on the border with the Ukraine, indicating potential for significant military action. The embassy tweeted early Saturday morning. Thousands of American troops have been ordered to Poland, where they are expected to be in place by early next week to join 2,000 troops already stationed throughout the region, according to senior defense officials. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan told a reporter Friday that the U.S. Has firmly, is firmly convinced that Russia is looking hard at the creation of a false flag operation to justify an invasion, something they, they generate and try to blame on the Ukrainians as a trigger for military action. Oh, they know all about that Anyway, I digress. Sullivan said that any subsequent attack would likely begin with an aerial bombing and missile attacks ahead of uh, onslaught of massive force. Russian forces are already positioned to send troops pouring across Ukraine's northern border uh, with Belarus and, and launch a marine assault from Black, the Black Sea. Moscow is also capable of sending troops over over Ukraine's eastern border. U.S. officials have said Russia already has intelligence operators on the ground that can create a pretext for an invasion by assisting in creating a false flag. Last month, U.S. officials said uh, this could involve a Russian operative training urban warfare and using explosives to carry out acts of sabotage against Russia's own proxy forces. Now, this is according to CBSNews.com. Listen, Hillary Clinton was kind of talking this shit a few years before where they was fucking with Russia. She was kind of fucking with Russia a little bit but she was trying to run for president against Trump. Miss Trump had all that shit in check. Trump, Trump y'all saying Trump was under, uh, 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 what's his name? No, Trump, Trump is a Trump is a nationalist. So he say, you know, you know, some shit ain't his business. But he had Vladimir Putin's ass in check, and he had the Chinese in check. Now ain't nobody in check. Ain't nobody scared of Biden's ass. They all like eh, whatever. <laughs> okay, Trump, they scared that Gemini. All right, so you know this is crazy. I don't know. We'll see what's going how this this escalation could eventually with Ukraine could be uh, pour over into even more problems between the United States, its allies, and Russia. 
And that could be interesting. Okay? So, prayer, y'all better be in y'all prayer calls. Okay? It's crazy out in the streets, all right? Um, what else is in the news? Okay, I saw this, and I, I got to say something. Let me just stop. Let me say no this to Jennifer Hudson. But we got to. We got to talk about this. Aretha Franklin's family bummed over respects none. Jennifer deserved the Oscar. All Aretha Franklin's family is asking for the Motion Picture Academy to show Jennifer Hudson a little respect, and its failure to even nominate her isn't sitting well with them. Aretha's niece, Sabrina Owens, tells TMZ she's disappointed about the Oscar snub because she feels like Jay Hood did a fantastic job in the biopic respect. One worthy of recognition feels her aunt, uh, aunt would have agreed. She also says the film's project was Aretha's baby while she was alive. She was heavily involved in shepherding the production, even handed, handpicked Jennifer for the lead role. No, she did. She actually picked Holly Berry. <laughs> she did. <laughs> uh-uh. That's facts. Look it up. Holly Berry wasn't interested. Now, that tells me how much Aretha knew about picking roles, okay? I no offense. Listen, let's just talk about something. I know the family, you would like to have. Jennifer Hudson did a terrible job. She did a great job the singing. The vocals was awesome, which I knew she was going to do a great job vocally. It was going to be Jennifer Hudson. So Jennifer Hudson can sing. It was going to be a great job vocally. But has Aretha, I didn't know who she was playing. I thought she was playing Tina Turner post what, Sweden or France, post France after, you know, when Tina came back from France uh, overseas and she had that accent. <laughs> That's who I thought Jennifer Hudson was playing. I know, I was like, is this Aretha? Uh, Jennifer Hudson just did not connect. The speaking, the singing parts were great. The speaking parts and, and acting has Aretha, she did not do a good job. I would even venture to say Cynthia Rebo, who I did not like either, did a better job from the little pieces I've seen. I haven't seen Cynthia Rebo's performance all the way through either. But the little pieces I saw, she did even better playing Aretha. <laughs> and she wasn't that good. So, I, you know, I said a newcomer should have took Aretha Franklin. If, if a newcomer had taken Aretha Franklin, it would have gave the, uh, the story a fresh, a very fresh take. Also, um, I feel like a newcomer who could have gotten that northern, southern kind of drawl Aretha had and stuff like that instead of trying to sing and sound like she had a bad accent. I mean, it would, it, and I felt like just a newcomer we would have connected to and we wouldn't have been looking at it. All through the film, all I saw was Jennifer Hudson. I did not see Aretha Franklin nowhere. Okay? I mean, they were telling Aretha Franklin's story, but I didn't see it. Sorry, family. They did the right thing. The Oscars did the right thing this year. They shouldn't have nominated her. Now, I do love the fact they did nominate Will Smith, who I think, now I'm hearing Will, oh, I'm hearing that Will might lose again because they say Denzel in the best is excellent, okay? Y'all know Denzel my book, okay? So, I, you know, I'm always going for Denzel. I love Will, too, but, you know, boo, boo is always, boo, I'm always going to be like, go, oh, yes, Denzel wins. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, it's, you know, I don't know, I just, mm-mm. 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 No, I'm not. No, I, I don't think Jennifer Hudson should be nominated. Uh, it's just, it's, it is what it is. And you can look at old videos of Aretha and then go look at that movie and you'd be like, who is she playing? Like, don't look at the singing. 
The singing will fool you. That's why they put mostly a lot of music in this movie, because they wanted to put that on display so you would be moved musically. But be, but see, the actors, the people and the actors are smarter than that. They they know they know the look. They know that that, that it was it was built up with more music to hide that Jennifer Hudson. In my opinion, this is in my opinion, bad acting. So they they would you would they was hoping they would pick at your emotional strings with her being able to sing. Uh, a natural woman and uh, sing uh, Aretha uh, 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 precious memories and stuff like that. They thought that because she would she would tap on your heartstrings with her singing performance. But no, the Oscar, the, the Academy, the Academy Award, the Oscars, even though they can be racial, we know that. But they do look at that acting shit and they say, "Dude, you ain't no, you ain't acting nothing like no Aretha." So they saw the truth on that, because that's what the, they tried to manipulate that. It was a lot of singing going on, and I knew they were going to do that shit, because I knew Jennifer Hudson was not a good choice for Aretha Franklin. I said what I said. No offense to Jennifer Hudson. I like Jennifer Hudson, too. She's not a good choice for Aretha Franklin. Okay. Now, what's next I want to talk to y'all about? We got to talk about Maxwell now? It's just he doesn't want to be a pop star. Is that what we still talk about? Or are we going to talk about Wendy first? Let's talk about Maxwell talking about he doesn't want to be a pop star. I mean, he was this week on, um, I think he, he got interviewed by, um, you know, you don't see Maxwell a lot now because the tour's coming. <laughs> and the album must be coming because I think he's singing. He's going to be on Stephen Colbert. Colbert. I don't know how to say the name. Stephen Colbert. Colbert. On when is it? Uh, Monday. I think I'm in the zone. <laughs> was it? Turn down the shades. Oh, I don't like that. Pull down. I like pull down the shades. Turn down the shades. Let's drink lemonade. <laughs> I'm a quit laugh. Okay, so he gonna be on there singing that. So maybe the album is coming out soon. So we're going to see a whole lot more probably of Maxwell out here in these streets doing interviews and stuff. You know that doesn't come very often. So it should be interesting. You know, years ago, can I tell you a, a secret about this show? You know, I'm such a huge Maxwell fan, right? I'm a huge, I know I am. So years ago, my first interviews with other people on this show happened because of Maxwell's agency, Surefire Media. I had a contact at Surefire for your name at Surefire Media. And I was trying to get an interview with Maxwell. And I think at the time something happened. Well, I couldn't get to she was really trying for me, but I think at the time he had some throat problems or something, he had to go off tour or something like that. Back in the day. This was back in the day, this was a long time ago. And I was like, damn it. You know, I was so she's like, Listen she said just she and she was so cool with me. She was like, I I said he's not gonna do anymore because his throat needs to come off tour or something like that. She said, But if you can give me a favor and help me out and so I did some interviews with I think um I did a few interviews a couple of interviews for this uh particular uh person there and she really helped me out, like, a lot. She gave me different people. And one of them, I think it was the one guy with the Van Gogh thing, uh, Van Gogh, and he was really good on here. And Van Gogh, y'all like that. For We did when we did the something new thing or whatever. But that was because some of my first interviews came from her. 
because when I was doing when I did interviews more back in the day, it came from her because I was trying to get Maxwell facts. <laughs> right? And so that isn't that funny? It's a true true story. It, it, it's a, that, so that's how some of those early interviews, the couple of, I think two of them came about, two or three of them when I first started doing interviews came about because of that. And she was trying to make it that up to me or whatever. And I was supposed to do a couple of more, but I kind of, I started doing other things. And so I didn't keep up, you know, with her like as much. And I kind of stopped doing interviews for a while. But this particular person there really helped me. So it was really cool. But I was close to getting it, but I couldn't get it because something happened. I think he was on tour and getting a quick tour, some of his voice or something. I can't even remember. But it was back in the day. I think it was like when the black, when black was out. The black? I think it was early, like black had just came out. Was it black? Or it might have been before black. I don't remember. It might have been right at black. I think it was black. No, it was black. Definitely black. Yes, coming out. Not summers, black, I think. I can't remember. <laughs> it was so long ago. But that's my little story behind my like like but when I try it again, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I you know, I don't know cuz I feel like I know so I know a lot. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I've been looking into other I've been looking to start back interviews again because you guys tend to like the interviews a lot. And I like to pick odd people. So I'm, I may start back doing interviews again, but I don't know if that would be one, you know, because, he, you know, he's got much beard. I know he's big then, but I don't know if that would be one. But, I, you know, I had a couple of people at one time that I was supposed to have on the show. Like, I'll tell you all this one. Okay, this is a really wild one. It's crazy, okay? Years ago, I was supposed to get to Mia. I had Tamia, but me and her the schedule for Tamia and me did not, because she was one to come on on a Wednesday. And so something happened where I couldn't get on on that Wednesday, and so I lost the Tamia interview. I hated that. I really hated that. And so I may start back, and it was sometimes so difficult to schedule my celebrity interviews in the um, when trying to do them during Saturdays, and so that's why I didn't do a lot of them, because some of you guys asked about that. So I am considering, I don't know, going back, trying to do interviews with people, different people, but they won't be like crazy celebrities. You know what I'm saying? Like big so I will try to do like, you know, you know how I like to do. I start off with people who I, you hadn't heard from. In a, my dream is always Stephanie Mills. And I got close to Stephanie too once, but I quit doing interviews at the time. So I may, I may try to go for Stephanie again because I'm always on the side of Stephanie Mills. So I may start back. I don't know, you guys. We'll, we'll talk about it. You know, I've talked about YouTube before. I've talked about a number of things. So I'm kind of wait, kind of seeing my way through. So for those of you who've been asking about interviews, I thought that's a great time to bring that up too, because yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Celebrity interviews are always kind of difficult to me, you know, because I'm not a, I'm not the, I'm not such an ass kisser, but <laughs> that's what you have to be. But I don't know. You know, one celebrity, just so I say this, I was talking to his people about interview. I won't tell y'all who he is, okay? And it's not none of the people I mentioned before. But listen, he wasn't even that big at the time. And then he tried to run me through the limit. I mean, I was like, for real, I, I just gave up midway. I was like, listen, here, I'm not trying to do all that. <laughs> I mean, so sometimes it can be stress just trying to get the inter celebrity interviews and stuff like that. And so when I and so some of the 
odd people I've had on here, like Turbo or when we was doing the Michael Jackson stuff and everything, I usually had connections with people who could give me people. So, you know, that's how I do because it it's such it's sometimes such stress to go through all the the rigmarole to get to uh to the celebrity and stuff. But I would have to say this that when I early on when I tried to go after that Maxwell interview, she this person who the agent was that you contacted for him through Sure Me Surefire Surefire, I think at the time was his agency, Surefire Media, something like that. Uh they were so cool. They were not at all like that. They were easy. They were very forward. They they kept it. It was, it was really cool. I thought it was like one of the e- easier things. And it was how I started first getting interviewed. So I don't know if you guys know that story. So that's a little bit why I have a little section for Maxwell a little bit because I did, I kind of started doing some interviews. Okay. But he did a question and answer thing with Forbes last week. And he was saying the last thing that he would ever want to be is a pop star. Now, our stars are very interesting because people want them pop star checks. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's pop, that pop star money, right? Then I, then I thought about it. We are talking about Maxwell here, okay? So Maxwell is, you know, he likes to do an album every seven years. He doesn't like doing them in real time. It's Maxwell's time. And, you know, pop stars got to put that album, them albums out like today. Like you need, we need you to put put an album out like today. The only reason Beyonce is Beyonce's ass to really to be truthful. <laughs> she thinks she got Cody Bailey out here about to make that money. That's what she thinks. But I'm just saying, you know, a lot of these pop stars, they Beyonce's earned her stripes. She's been around for quite some time. She's done that whole pop, put them out, put them out, put them out, put them out, and um. He's just not that kind of artist, I don't think. I think that you, you, you probably would be asking too much of Maxwell to give you a album in real time and to an invasion of his privacy. Because <laughs> I feel like he's so private. So I feel like you'd be, it'd be like, that. I mean, you know, like he probably freaked the hell out. But it was interesting. He said in, his, in this article uh, this week, he says, no disrespect to anyone who, uh, who, he says, no, let me just read this. It said, yet in spite of all his success, Maxwell is adamant he does not see himself as a pop star. For me, the last thing I would ever want to be is a pop star, he says. He's not knocking anyone who is a pop star. No respect to anyone who is. God bless you. Make your money. Be number one forever. But pop can be fair weather. For me, people come and go with pop. Not in terms of the artist, but the interest of the audience can move so quickly, he says. Well, that is true. Uh, he says, uh, for Maxwell, who very proudly calls himself an R&B singer, anything new he does is about the long time, about adding to the storied legacy of his more than 25 years as a respected artist. So for him, when he releases a new album, he will, uh, he will soon with Black Summer's Night and plans a tour, which will kick off in March the 2nd in Dallas and run through May 8th in Miami. He is looking to create art that will last through the years and is uh, still in fans, uh, the same feeling he had watching Questlove's Oscar-nominated Summer of Soul. Uh, listen, um, I, I can't see. I actually think he could have been a pop star. And what I mean by this is, and let me just say this, I think, he, he he would have been an R&B pop star. I mean, that's what I mean. Uh, 
he made the choices very early on, like a number of artists like Sade, and he talks about Sade in this article. Um, he talks even about Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson is a pop star. Janet Jackson is an unusual pop star because, you know, she's a Jackson, okay? So Michael Jackson and Janet, that's a whole other ball game. But, uh, you know, and my fave, like my fave, like I do, like I am crazy. I know how in, in love I am with Janet Jackson. Like he, so he sounds like he's a huge Janet Jackson fan too. Fan too. I'm in love. Listen, y'all know how I feel about Janet. It's like, so I, I appreciated another fave talking about another fave. I thought that was so cool. But what I will say about him is that he very well could have been that, you know, because he has the looks. He has the sound. I mean, early on, especially early in his career when he first came out, like, you know, God, they, you know what I'm saying? He could have easily, like, switched over and went pop. Now, I don't think it would have – well, I think it would have fit him well. No. Something actually – I don't know if I could imagine Maxwell putting, like, out a bunch of records and being, like – Pop-Tarts out here in these streets. Not, no offense to Pop-Stars, but I'm just saying Pop-Stars kind of have a Pop-Tart thing, like cooking shell. I just see him more as an artist artist. Like, Sade has an artist artist. I even see Alicia Keys in that way. I don't see people, like, I see, you know, I see people, like, they take their time. Like, they're not a mass-produced product. But I see how he could have very well been it. I mean, I'm pretty sure had he he'd been putting out more albums and stuff, he probably would have went through the strategy. I mean, you know. But I, I mean, I personally think that a lot of times people don't think what could that do to you as a person, like to be that. Which he is so interesting. He talks about that a little bit in this article about, you know, like how that could you know, that that change that cha- and you know, he's still he's still out here, you never know. I mean, one album can put you over into a stratosphere you never ever been. But I think that he is very artsy in particular about the music he puts out and I can appreciate that. I appreciate people who appreciate the art form more than they do trying to have a hit record. Because you know, some people have just some you know, I really do I really can't appreciate that more. Even if I don't like certain things, like I don't like all but I can appreciate the fact that you take your time with it and present it to the public like you care. You you treat your music like a baby or a child. You know, you, it is your child. It's your creation. So you treat it as such and you release it with care. I like that. I can respect that. So that's part of the reason why he's one of my favorite artists. I can respect that very much so. So uh, good article. Y'all should read that in Forbes and check that out, Okay. Uh, let's see. The next one is what are we gonna talk about here next? Is it the baby? No, let's go with Adele. Adele's crazy. Adele out here. Adele still at Rich Paul's uh mansion. <laughs> oh, y'all had to see that. Listen to last week. Catch that. Allegedly, Adele was out in these streets and held up the Rich Paul's mansion, talking about she singing uh singing Jennifer Hudson's I Am Telling You. I'm not going to be the best man I ever know. <laughs> nah, that's, I'm just playing. <laughs> but apparently, according to these media streets, allegedly, she was up here trying to save her relationship. <laughs> ah, no, 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 no. That, that is one of the most big... 
that damn song. That is what when I when I hear that song, I always be like, damn, you talking about? I mean, she must have had that penis must have been extraordinary the way she sang that song. Head down the mountain, you can scream and shout. You can say what you want. I am not walking now. <laughs> Pull down something, push back and kill. I'm not going to leave you. There's no way I will. No, 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 no. I'm not going. <laughs> that was, that's a damn man for Rich Paul. I ain't going nowhere, Rich. <laughs> oh, let me stop. Okay, Adele addresses those engage uh, those uh, entanglement rumors, a- engagement rumors that teases getting pregnant by Rich Paul in 2023. Everybody wants to get pregnant without the ring, don't they? <laughs> Adele wants her fans to get the show. Uh, get the show. Uh, this is according to Gossip. I mean, Gossip dot com. It says Adele wants all of her fans to get the show. They were promising Las Vegas, but that doesn't mean she's putting her personal life on hold. On Thursday, February 10th, the Easy On Me singer takes her appearance on the UK's um, Graham Norton show where she opened up about her relationship with Rich Paul. After recently being spotted wearing a mass of rocks that really resembles an engagement ring, people had questions, but Adele would neither confirm nor deny if her and the sports agent are engaged. If I was, I would... Would I ever tell anyone if I was or wasn't? She still says, still wearing the ring. While she clearly uh, playing coy about her possible fiancé status, Adele did hint at another possibility of welcoming another child. When host Graham Norton asked her asked about her postponed Las Vegas residency, she assured fans that it would be rescheduled for this year, 2023. Uh uh, rescheduled for this year, teasing her plans for a baby in 2023. It's absolutely 100% happening this year, Adele said. It's, it has to happen this year because I've got plans for next year. Imagine if I have to cancel because I'm having a baby. So engaged or not, it seems like things are pretty serious for the singer and the sports fashion. <laughs> Trying to have this baby blood him and she she's to this and here. She won't. She won't that man. She's like, I'm gonna have this baby. Listen, I listen, I am not for women. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I think family units are important. Okay? I think mama, daddy in the house, if you can if you like each other and can help it, in the house is important. Having a relax bringing a child into the world and parents living separate, it's a hard ass thing. You know what I'm saying? Now, I ain't telling people, I ain't talking about people who should be divorced, staying together for the kids. I don't believe in that. I'm talking about people staying together, people getting, coming together in units because they love each other and then having a baby. The only way way I see women who are single having a baby and, you know, and stuff like that, and this is where I, I, I will say this, if you're in your, if you're an older woman, right, and you're at the older years and you're in a relationship with someone and, you know, and maybe your clock is ticking or something like that, you know, you're mature and he's mature in the later years of your life or something like that, and you have a baby together and you don't get I get that, okay, because women sometimes have so much time or whatever. I still don't like it, but I get it a little bit more. However, 
I, I hope you girls understand how important a family unit is to having a child, raising a child in stability. And not just fucking around with people because you want to have a baby in the moment. You know, babies are a lifetime. They're here for, you know, they come in. You know, I love something Sixley Tyson says is don't bring them here if you ain't going to make it worth their while. And, you know, part of making it worth their while is ensuring that they have a great support system around them. You know what I'm saying? That they have that, that, that children have the best support and love around them. You know, I often tell my own story on here, and the reason why I do is just try to encourage people. I was born to a teenage mother, and my father was a little older, and uh, my mother was not ready yet for a child, and my grandparents raised me. And let me just say this. I had a beautiful support system. It could have easily went another way. But I mean, you know, I grew up. It wasn't. It wasn't always perfect. But I grew up with the with the one of the best supports. I have my great grandparents. I have my grandparents on on both sides. I mean, you know. So I had a and my aunts, my uncles, different people. I just had love around me. So I think that is so important. Okay, and I didn't have. I had a non traditional raising. Right, I was raised by my grandparents. But it's so beautiful. Every kid is not as lucky, okay, or as blessed. I won't say lucky, as blessed. So it is important that you give your child, if you're going to have bring these babies into the world, bring them in with a great unit. And usually it helps when it's a husband and a wife. Y'all won't, wait a minute, it's crazy to me that y'all want babies without the commitment. I mean, it's crazy. Y'all can be committed to a baby, but y'all don't want to be committed to each other. That's some crazy shit. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I get, you know what I'm saying? It's sort of like I get when people's marriages and shit don't work out and everything and people end up divorced. I get that. They tried it. But for people who out here just say, I just want a baby, you want to be committed to one of the hardest things to do for ask any single parent how damn hard it is to raise a child alone and they'll tell you that shit is not easy okay you say well he ain't really, I ain't really alone the daddy's a part of it no when you in the house by yourself because one parent takes the majority of things when they sit when they ain't when they waking up in the middle of the night and all that stuff. And looking at these celebrities, be careful looking at celebrities because celebrities live a different kind of damn lifestyle. You know, they they be having nannies around and shit. They be talking about I they be on in the news talking about I raised my baby. It's just me and my baby all the time. Nah, don't believe that shit. They got some help around there somewhere, okay? So they get a lot of uh things that are not that regular people don't have. So when you see a celebrity running around here with their unmarried ass having babies and stuff and running around making it look like it's a good time, listen, they got a lot of shit. They got a lot of help. Okay? So, you know, before you consider being a single parent, I mean, I, I, I like I said, if you're older and you want to adopt or if you get into a relationship and you have a child, I, I'm, I feel funny about it, but I get it. But for you young women out here and stuff like that, really consider trying to have a unit, getting married first. Because a marriage commitment or a relationship commitment, a committed relationship, 
in some senses shows that you're ready to take on the commitment journey of a child because you have to be committed to raising a child. And that shit ain't easy. Well, anyway, I'm done preaching for two hours for a minute. So, yeah, I just, I said my piece, though. Okay? Um, but they my girl, get the ring for rich first. <laughs> and some of these women had these babies, so they can have a piece of somebody. Listen here. I'm just telling you. I mean, it's so much to think of with babies, too. You know, I'm just saying. You have to get genetics. My girlfriend, I got a girlfriend. She is funny. She and she's a single mother. But she is funny about genetics. She like, girl, you know, I wish I would have paid more attention to genetics. How you talk to her? I'll be like, what? She doesn't. It's important who you have a baby by. Because, you know, whatever energy they got, whatever energy that person got, fall on your keys. <laughs> and she always be telling me, she should have looked at her son's daddy a little bit <laughs> Or her baby. You know, she always talks to me about different things. And I have a lot of friends who say that. So it's so much more to coming together and having children. Single mothers will tell you some deep truths, okay? So, you know, who are normal out in the streets doing on their own. I ain't talking about uh, 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 the rich rock star. I'm talking about real women out here doing real shit. So don't look at the rich rock star and think you can do that shit, okay? Because it's a whole nother ball game for you, okay? <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, uh, what else are we going to talk about here? Out here? Uh, what was the interesting? Uh, the baby. Lord have mercy. This week, the baby. Save the baby and Danny leaves their ass, okay? Should I take a break before I talk about their ass? Like, just take a break afterwards. So I'm probably going to need a break after I talk about the baby's crazy ass, okay? <sighs> Poor Danny Lee. You know, no, not poor Danny Lee. Because you know what? Here's the thing. Every woman got to learn a lesson. I'm, and I'm sure she's getting it in. I'm sure she's just like, that. what the hell did I do? The baby banned from Bowling Alley over Brandon Curiel, which is allegedly uh, 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 the Danny Lee's brother, assault and facing assault with a deadly weapon charge, Okay. The baby is now banned from California Bell and Alley, where he and his crew pounced on Danny Lee's brother, Brandon Carell, Carbon Bow in Tanzania, Tarzana, California, and has declared the bot rapper is no longer welcome on the premises and has also turned footage over of the physical assault to the police, TMZ reported. I'm going to clap. They jumped that boy. They shouldn't have jumped him like that. The police confirmed that the baby is now under investigation for assault with a deadly weapon. He's probably going to get sued, too. He's a courier being kicked in the head, according to XSL. They jumped him, literally. On 2022 2, at 1.20 a.m., officers responded to a radio call for an ambulance battery in a 19600 block of Ventura Boulevard that represented the here. Officers met with the victim who had left the location after the incident. This is according to YahooLife.com incident, but had returned around later, around later, around 3.30 a.m. to have the police report completed. When speaking to police, Correll, who also goes by Brandon Bill, told the police that he was at the location when he became involved in a verbal dispute with the suspect. 
and that he was punched in the face by the subject, then hit and kicked by numerous other suspects. Curl had many injuries but refused medical treatment. You should have got medical treatment. Dude, is you crazy? Go get some medical treatment so you can get this, so that for the lawsuit. I think y'all better sue. Randy, you better sue. Y'all crazy? Oh, in the video, the baby punched out Carell, and then he fell in, on a bowling lane, which are known to be slippery. He and his entourage then ran onto the lane and began punching and kicking Carell. He rose from the fight, bloody and shirtless. Carell approached the baby to address him over the dispute he had with Danny Lee on Instagram Live in November. Besides humiliating her and calling her a side chick and saying she was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, he also called the police on her and she was escorted off the premises and charged with two counts of simple assault. Lord have mercy. After videos of the assault went viral, Danny Lee comment, commented on the fiasco and then deactivated her Instagram account. Lame as hell, she wrote on her Instagram story, running up on my brother on, on some slippery-ass floors with five, six of your boys while he's by himself and not even touching him. I pray this stops now because this is my family and I got a daughter to raise. The baby hasn't commented on the incident. Let me just say this, okay? And I heard uh, one of the dudes on, who I like on YouTube, O'Shea Jackson, was talking about this. And he said, you know, he was talking about the baby's about that life and everything. The baby is, read up on the baby, Google the baby. The baby is crazy as fuck, okay? Seems like, okay? And he's been in a number of alleged altercations since he's got into show business. God knows what it was before. And her brother, you know, was trying to, you know, allegedly defend her honor at one point. But Denny Lee was at one point, like, back with this dude. It seemed like she, you know, you got to, and he was talking about, you know, be careful defending young, your sisters and people like that honor when they keep, they may go back to these type of dudes and stuff like that. Because, and they know what type of dudes these people are, especially if they're going to go back. I, I'm hoping Dan Lee learns a lesson and, and, and don't go back, but I don't know. She's kind of crazy. I don't know. Allegedly, she was kind of wild out here to me. And listen, I'm I'm a chick like, listen, I got people people in my family, friends, and stuff, who crazy as fuck. They, they go back and forth to abusers. I, 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 not even abusers, but just no good ass people, Okay. And you just you can't you can't you can't depend on nobody's honor. Sometimes you gotta let people you gotta let people just be. You gotta let them deal with their shit. You gotta let them till they till they till they really ready to get up out of it. I feel sorry that her brother had to get involved in all this nuttiness. And what I will say is, Danny Lee, girl, if you ain't learned your fucking lesson yet, you better stay away from. Him. Okay, let me tell you something. You got my brother. That you know, you got. He he is not that type of man. He ain't gonna wipe you up. If he do, it might be some. Drama. This is this is this is a pure fool. He about to throw away his whole career. And nobody should be booking his ass nowhere. Pure fool. Okay, crazy. Doesn't didn't even think. Hey, yo, I got a career. Don't jump his ass. Don't do nothing. But no, because he he ain't. Listen, he is the definition of what Joyce Myers talking about. Don't let your talent put you where well, you can't. You can't keep. You. 
See, he ain't a dude that's going to back up and realize he got a lot to lose. He's street. And he going to come for that ass if you come at him. He's that type of dude. He ain't like that. Ain't nothing you can do with people like that. That's all I say is that. Women, be careful who you have children with. Help us, Lord. Bad fighting in a bowling alley. Got a got a got a got a was the hottest rapper at one time this year. A year before last. So this was a couple of years ago. Was the hottest rapper. And he's still out here on some street shit. Same thing. I haven't heard the baby's ass in a number of shit. Still thinking he he in the hills and shit fighting. And you know what you can't take? You can't be that. You can't be no guy. You can be gangster, but you got to learn how to roll it back. You got to have some fucking discipline about yourself now because you in a new place. But now this mofo want to still act like he out here on the street. He wild like he wild. He wild. He wild. I don't know. That's kind of wild to me. Crazy. You got a chance at a whole new to be away from the street, but you still want to act like you in them. My Ramada and Clee ready. I am ready to talk about Beyonce. Hi, Beehive. Beyonce scores her first Oscar nomination, and I am like, finally. I mean, this album is trying so hard. <laughs> From listen to what was the other one? Was a couple of other ones she thought was going to get out there. Spirit? Damn it, be alive here. Damn it, Oscar, give her one. Shit. Just this shit, I'm tired. She keeps trying. She keeps overseeing these songs and stuff. And be alive is decent. Just give it to her. Stop trying so she can stop trying my ear. Stop trying so damn hard. I just want her to give her one. I'm, this how I'm, 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 I'm rooting for Beyonce. I hear you be happy. She's being sarcastic, Carlotta. No, I'm not. I am rooting for her ass because she's been trying this shit for a long time. And hopefully the one song that she doesn't sound like she's trying as much, but I know she still was trying, is Be Like Be Alive. Now, is it the best song? Eh. But it's, it's, it sounds great on the screen with that movie, okay? Look out, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Beyonce has entered the chat. The 40-year-old singer already, this is according to uh, NewYorkTimes.com, a 40-year-old singer already female artist with the most Grammy wins, picked up her first Oscar nomination on Tuesday for Best Original Song, Be Alive, a pulsing power ballad that she wrote with the songwriter Dixon for King Richard, a biopic about the father of Venus and Serena Williams. Now, did she, did she write? Or is her, is her name? Let me shut up. Anyway, the song, which plays during the film's end credits and is accompanied by uh, archival footage of the real Williams family, features inspirational lyrics that recounts the journey of the Williams sisters having taken it to the top of the tennis world. Backed by a drum-heavy beat and layered vocal harmonies, Beyonce and a story of voice and tone. Look at how we've been fighting to stay alive, so when we win, we'll have pride. Do you know how much we cry, how hard we had to fight? Other leaders speak to the importance of black pride, family, sisterhood, with a chorus that underscores 
the importance of having the singer's family, sisters, and tribe by her side. The song with its bomb steady beat and vocal uh, pyrotechnics insists on the community effort behind the trump, the triumph. Uh, this, this, let me just say this. This song sounds a lot better with that montage playing of the Williams sisters. It does not sound as good if you're listening to it in a room by itself. Now, I haven't heard the other songs that's nominated for Oscars this year, so I'm going to listen to them. And I'll tell you, she's got a snowball chance in hell. But here's my thing. Just give it to her, Oscars. Let her pay for <clears throat> Let her get it in the way whatever they get the campaign real hard for Whatever that means. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't need her trying no more. Now she getting ready to try for it. If she gets this, she's gonna be trying for an acting one. Help us she gotta go through about ten movies before that she realized she gotta take her ass some acting see acting lessons. And she she probably <laughs> We can't go through that Oscar. Give her a damn Oscar, will you please? Shit! We <laughs> can't go through this. Though this is Beyonce's first Oscar nomination, it's hardly the 28-time Grammy winner's first film crossover. She was nominated for for a Golden Globe for her role as Zeta Jones in 2015. I forgot that. You know now. Listen here. In Dream Girls. <laughs> you know. Now y'all know. I ain't gonna even laugh. Go I ain't gonna even that time. Anyway, star as R and B singer Anna James uh, uh, <laughs> oh no, Dina Jones in two thousand six film adaptation of Broadway musical Dream Girls. Star has the R and B singer Anna James in two thousand eight biopic about Caroline Records. Uh Listen, <laughs> she did decent on Anna James. <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> it was probably the, kind of the best one. I can get through this. But we can't see. That's what they're preparing us for some action stuff coming up. They're trying to prepare us. This hell ain't had no action lessons. We do not want to go through her trying to get an Oscar for acting. We can't we can't do it. Oscar, save us all and give her this Oscar for be alive. We will be indebted in gratitude to you, Academy. If you give the Oscar an Oscar, so we won't all have to go through this shit of her trying to get one again, okay? <laughs> Congratulations, Beyonce and Beehive. Oh, Lord. Did we talk about Nick Cannon last week getting prayed? Y'all, y'all want to be talking about it. Nick Cannon having another baby. And, you know, no, first of all, say this. I'm sorry for his loss about his other child because no nobody wants to lose a child. That's that's hardcore. But however, 
It's a lot. I had to pause for a minute and think about it. Now, they said Nick Cannon gets serious heat this week over Magnum vending machine from Kevin Hart. Although Nick Cannon thought Kevin Hart's latest prank on him was hilarious, the mothers of his kids didn't feel the same way. In a new interview with Entertainment Tonight, the Wild Now star said that the condominium machine given to him by Hart didn't go down well with the mothers of his children. I still think me wrapping Hart's face on my private plane is better than sending me vending machine full of condoms, he said. Vending machine full of condoms is a much bigger hassle to get out of a dress room and take up all that space, okay? Uh, he also went on to talk about the trouble it caused him, and one thing that was brilliant about it was the, the mystery of it because I had I had up some baby mama drama. Who sent you that? Who sent you that, Candace said. So I did have to do some real stuff, and, and, and when he came out and said it was him, everybody relaxed, okay? Uh, initially, Candace seemed unaware of who sent the vending machine when you first posted on Instagram. Uh, listen, no greater get uh, – Hart uh, later confessed to the prank in Instagram uh, – uh, 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 this is uh, this is a great gift, Kevin. Uh, he needs condoms. Uh, he's just announced he's getting ready to have his eighth child. Uh, even though he was supposed to be on some sort of uh, 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 supposed to be uh, 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 supposed to be doing not having sex, I forget. I, I, I never uh, listen. Let me just say this, okay? And I think it hurt the other baby mama who just lost her child because, you know, there's things like, you guys, dang, I just lost my child, and this motherfucker's already having another fucking baby. I know that's what I would be thinking. But let me just tell you this, for you young ladies out here, you women out here, who are within the vicinity of Nick fucking camp, okay? Let me just tell you this, okay? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. This is not a man you want to have a baby with, okay? He is, he, for some reason, he believes he's got to spread his seed for some reason. And I don't think he understands the implication of having a bunch of women and a bunch of children. And it's so funny because this motherfucker was just talking black empowerment shit about uh, how many years, how many, he's dusty as fuck. Nick is dusty as fuck. I thought that Nick was getting dusty. 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 Dusty Nick is what I call him. Nick is dusty. And girls, it is not cute. I don't care how much money he got. It is not cute to have a baby with someone who doesn't understand that babies are time consuming. Babies, and it should be. And babies deserve quantity time. They deserve a two-parent structure if you can have it. They do not deserve a motherfucker running around just ha- being a rolling fucking stone. That has motherfucking implications. And a man like him with all this money and stuff, let me tell you, girl, if he is not going to have time to put into you like he said. All he's probably going to do is throw money at you. And that ain't enough when you got a baby that you got to feed, cook for, clean. I see the more children he gets, this motherfucker, you get that top show. That top show, I don't know how long that thing going to last because that thing kind of raggedy. But I'm just saying, I don't know. So what I'm trying to tell you girls is that the, long, the more kids he has, the less the pot is. 
and the harder shit is to maintain. It ain't just about money and everything like that. It's about making sure you give you care enough about a kid to give your give them the best. Like you care enough, you can you say, you know what? I want my child to be born to somebody who wants to be here. Who don't just want to feed to continue some crazy ass vision or legacy you got. Having children is not just let me tell you, there's a lot of people who have children and don't have maternal instincts. There are a lot of people who got who don't got no kids and have great maternal instincts. And paternal instincts. Having a baby don't make you a mama or a daddy. So I just will say to women out here, do not this dude, Josh, should be you should every time you see if you see if you just want to have sex for fun and stuff, make sure you use a condom. Make sure you use two of them. Do not have no baby with this this thing. And plus, he going around here, he's sexing up women with round wrapping up. Ain't no telling what this motherfucker got. Okay, so that, I'm just telling you, girls, be very careful. Don't think just because he's Nick Cannon. That you want to get pregnant by his ass, okay? You got too many. You got too many. I'd be counting them. I'd be like, how many kids you got? One, two, three. I'd be like, that's too many. That's, that's, I don't have time for that. If you, you know, be well, be wise, girls, because there are better pickings out here with men. You don't have to. Nick Cannon, yes, he, you know what? Nick Cannon looks like he's got money and he may have some, you know, he got money, whatever, like that. But you know what? You can have better choices out here. There are men out here with no children, with nice uh, financial pops and stuff like that, instead of somebody who got eight kids who not five, who not in the house with him. He got eight children. He got and he 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 he, he get one. He got he got a, one on the way. Don't get this man no more. I, I know it's gonna be some fools out there who's gonna. I mean, it's just that's people who really don't care about how that affects your child just getting pregnant by this man like him. Don't do that. Protect yourself, girl. Now, these other chicks early on probably didn't realize what the fuck was going on. They probably, probably the early ones thought he was going to eventually settle down. But this, now you see where this motherfucker's going. You see that he's out here trying to be future fucking junior, talk show host future. So you need to say, no, some of you chicks, you need to be careful, protect your womb, okay? Protect your womb. When this baby mama make it, that's all I got to say about that. Now. I still admit that. Yes, I would say that's Nick. Your baby mama. Sherry Shepard is supposed to become the permanent guest host. Permanent guest host on Wendy Williams. Listen, Wendy, I don't know what's going on. I hope Wendy's better. You know, this week we've been hearing all kind of stuff about Wendy. Wendy's bank done stop payments to her. Uh, she can't get. They saying allegedly Wendy can't have access to her money, which is kind of scary that banks can do that. But it's, we've been hearing a lot of noise coming out from the Wendy Williams camp, and the rumors are that Wendy Williams will probably not be coming back. You know, Sasha K kind of broke this story a, a while back. And here's the interesting thing. This is what I say about this. 
first of all, let me just say, you know, Wendy is Wendy is uh, is, is I call her the mother of the blogs because Wendy the black black blogs because Wendy was doing all this shit before anybody was doing it, and she did it well. So I really don't want. I really hate to see Wendy Williams go out like this. I just really don't want to see this ha- this for Wendy. I'm praying for her, hoping for the best for her. However, Sherry Shepard taking over. I'd rather see Leah Remedy and the other lady. They were funnier. And it seems like they have more chemistry with the staff. Let me just say this about Sherry Shepard, okay? No offense, I like you, Sherry. And I got my taste of Sherry on the view, okay? You know what happened to me. I don't believe Sherry is going to be a good host for every day coming behind Wendy. Now, I think Sherry's a good host, but not coming behind Wendy. Wendy is Wendy is one of those straight shooters, no chasers. She ain't got she got friends of the celebrities, but she kind of tell you Wendy's like you know I'm I'm about to say, you know Wendy say what she feel in interviews. She's straight shooting and stuff like that. Sherry Shepard is a celebrity, so she's gonna kiss other celebrities' ass. She's not gonna get the same energy and the same vibe, and it's gonna be hard to come behind somebody like Wendy. And I just can't see this happening and this happening well, okay? Sherry has a guest host. It was fun. But every day, I don't know. I don't think that's going to work. I'm just tell y'all straight up truth. I can't lie to y'all. I can't lie. I can't lie. I don't want to talk nobody out no job, but I just really don't think that Sherry Shepard is the one, okay, to take over that energy. Listen, there's a host. Let me just say this. Y'all going to TV and radio and stuff, going to have to come out y'all, y'all going to have to come out y'all boxes and go out here and search for the next top. There are so many great hosts on YouTube and other places. You, y'all got to get out these boxes and trying to, y'all keep going to these same little celebrity circles. I'm starting to think y'all might have little cults and shit. I don't know what y'all got going on out there. Because I'm going these, there's so many great people out here do a podcast, blogging, and stuff like that, and y'all can get on that. You know, maybe that could that could be so great. I just I just don't think that is going to that Sherry Shepard is going to be the answer for Wendy Williams. It's just not gonna happen. Wendy something. Wendy was very powerful in that space, and trust me, my personal opinion is that you're gonna almost kind of need I love the staff Wendy has a young man. I forget the young man who's on there, but her whole staff you may have to bring her whole staff back but erase the show kinda but bring it back with somebody who they have chemistry with and everything like that. Or you may have to erase the whole show. Because it's gonna be hard hard to compete with Wendy Williams energy looming over. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard. I just I said what I said. And Sherry ain't going to be the answer, I don't believe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay? And I haven't seen any other hosts that really are going to be the answer for Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams, let me tell you something. Wendy Williams, I remember when 
first, I used to hear rumors about Wendy Williams. People would tell me, oh, you, you got to listen to Wendy Williams, you know. And uh, people I knew from the East Coast and stuff. And then when I first got my first computer in the late 90s or something like that, and I remember going to W, uh, what was it she was on at the time? I forget what she was on. I think she was on WDLS or something. And I remember listening, and we, uh, she had just came back or something like that. And I remember I just used to listen to her like on like the streams and stuff, and I'd be like, man, and I I just I was so like this chick is not only is she funny and fun, but she tells all the tea, but she is so straightforward. It was just like nothing I had ever heard on the radio before, and so even though I know Wendy upset a lot of people in the radio, <laughs> Wendy was a straight up trip. However, she was she's she's an icon in that space. You know, you can't replace her with just anybody. Ain't going to work. And especially with somebody who is going to be uh, very uh, not as straightforward as a Wendy, not a straight shooter. It's going to be hard. And the Wendy audience may not come along with that. Now, I did love Leah Remedy and the other lady. I love them together. I thought they funny, they're straightforward, they have their, like, no hoes bar TV, they they just, I mean, they probably won't grab the Wendy crowd the same way, but I think they would be great as a talk show, and I think that people would like them in the long run, them two together, they balance each other out. I really did like them together. They were two of the hosts I really liked together uh, with Wendy. They were just funny. You didn't know what was going to come out of their mouth. You didn't know what was going to come out of Leah's mouth. Especially, and both her and the other—I forget the other lady—together they just balanced each other. It was—it was funny. And what I noticed is that the staff of Wendy Williams seemed to really like them. I don't know if I'm wrong on that, but they seemed like they had more chemistry with them than anyone else. I didn't see that same chemistry with Sherry, but maybe I'm wrong with that. But I did see it with Leah Remedy and the other. And to me, that's important when you're building. It's like you know when you're building a talk show. It's so important to have people with chemistry because, you know, you you, you got to let that chemistry be felt to the audience. And uh, that's what, you know, like when I think of Oprah Winfrey, great site, because I feel like Wendy's right in that stream with Oprah. I think Wendy just was married to the wrong man, and that's why Wendy didn't blow up in the Oprah stratosphere, but in a different way than she could have. Uh, that's why I talk about people like, uh, what's that girl's name? Who's the girl? What's the girl's name that's on um, the newscast? The girl, she's more like a newscaster. She got to talk something. Tell me what's her name. The short-haired girl. I forget her name, but she got a talk show host now. She's a talk show host now. Her and uh, 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 the other singing girl. I said you can. I, it was hard for me. It's hard for me to watch shows like those two because the thing about it is, uh, Oprah's already been done. You will never fuck with Oprah, okay? If you, <laughs> you got to be something different. You ain't going to come in this space and do Oprah no more. Oprah did that shit, and she did that shit well. She did that shit so damn good. You ain't going to come into that space no more acting like her and trying to be her and trying to have a successful talk show. That's what I do not like about the current talk show. So Single Wendy Williams. It's going to be hard to do Wendy unless you something different. Like, you can do hot topics and everything, but you got to be something different in that space because she did it and she did it well. 
So you're going to have to bring something different to the table. And that's why when you do talk shows, and that's why I don't like Nick Cannon on daytime. I would have preferred Nick Cannon at night. I think they set Nick Cannon kind of up for failure. Nick Cannon might last a little longer. I'm not sure the show has gotten a little bit better. It's still a hot mess. But I really feel like Nick Cannon is more suited for daytime, specifically because, you know, Nick Cannon, daytime is just, it's really hard in that atmosphere because you're doing a lot of, Daytime TV requires a little bit of, um, I mean, psychiatrist, therapist, it's a, and a mixture of hot topics now because when you brought that to the table and stuff like that. So it's hard for a man like Nick Cannon. Now, not not a man like Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan should have been there and been given his own talk show, not with other women, but his own talk show. He would make it in that space because he's got that energy. Women love him. Women in daytime are drawn to him. He's kind of got that therapy kind of nice guy kind of vibe and stuff like that. Nick Cannon needs to be a nighttime guy. And I don't know what's the deal with keeping black people off of nighttime, okay, because I don't know what the fuck they think they're trying to do. It seems like a, a ice out of black people in daytime since our senior. And so, um, but I feel like they set Nick up for failure to be on during the day. It's just not, it's just to me it doesn't fit him, but I could be wrong. So, it, and it's hard to do that space has a man. So, you know, we'll see Sherry, how she, it works out for Sherry Shepard, okay? Uh, I just don't see, uh, you know, I don't see it happening, okay? Uh, NDRE. Okay, I don't know if I want to talk about that, about the Joe Reagan, not thinking Joe Reagan's a racist, and suddenly she changed her tune. I don't know. I'm over it. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. But I did want to talk about, we talked about Beyonce. We talked about, um, we want to talk about tomorrow's the Super Bowl and Valentine's Day is Monday. Happy Valentine's Day to you people out there who are celebrating Valentine's Day and happy uh, Super Bowl Sunday tomorrow. I'm not that interested in the Super Bowl this year. Now, I brought my cheese cups and my cheese, cheese plates out, even though I do think the NFL is kind of riggedy, riggedy now. But I still was hoping to celebrate the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl, rigged and I, <laughs> allegedly. So now I'm kind of disappointed. I'm in mourning. So I love, I'm that excited about, you know, the Super Bowl, Cincinnati and L.A. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I don't. I don't know, you know, I don't know if I'll be that interested. But at, do I want to see halftime? Mm, I want to see Mary. I feel like it should have been Mary's full halftime with rappers and everything coming out to support her. This is how dope I think Mary J. Blige is. And, you know, here's the thing. I hope she's one person I would love to interview. Like, I just love to just, like, sit and have a conversation. Not even interview, just talk to Mary. Just, like, girl, let's talk. Like, I like it. Me and Caps tend to get along. Me and Capricorns, my, some of my best girlfriends are Capricorns. I, get along. I like Capricorns. I like them. But I feel like, and I like hood Capricorn girls. They just don't say the best. But I feel like Mary deserves so much more. I really do. I really, she is one of those, even even though they built Mary up, you know what I'm saying? Built, they, they really 
you know, they put a lot behind Mary. But Mary is one of those women who it was just going to be. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, even if they, no matter how much money, she just got this beautiful, this energy to her. Yeah, I can see the the, the kind of uh, frightened, a little bit, um, how can I say, uh, a little bit shy, but a little bit kind of uh, disconnecting energy she has a little bit. But I also think it's the beauty of her in some senses. The, the pain in her and all these things about Mary J. Blige is the thing that she brings. She, to me, Mary J. is a star. So I I feel like she deserves so much more. So I, I'm like, I wanted the Super Bowl to be completely her halftime. I feel like she deserves that. NFL, if you are listening, I don't Jay-Z. I don't like Jay-Z in there that much. I'm not into him, really. I don't like that. But, you know, I know y'all, a lot of y'all are. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know him not to like him, but I just don't like the energy he presents. However, I wish that whoever's listening to this, that they give her her own halftime one time with rappers supporting her. Because this is a chick I feel like should not be anybody's uh, 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 side audience or anything like that. She deserves every bit of, I don't know, you know, I heard some bad things. I've heard good and bad things about Mary J over the years. I remember Jaguar, right? All that stuff. But listen, I just feel like to all the things that she has been through, all the tough times, everything that she, she, I feel like she deserves that. She's such a representative for a girl who grew up in the hood. You know what I'm saying? She's such, to me, she's the girl that you can relate to, the chick that you, like, you know, you know a girl like Mary J. Block. And I think that's the beauty of Mary. That's why everybody loves Mary because they can relate. Mary is like one of us, like one of the girls who grew up in the neighborhood. And I love that. That's what I love about her. And so I love to see the display. If, if you look up, how can I say this? Like you got to pick five women that represent traditional black Americas, black American women. I think Mary J. Blige would have to be one of the faces because Mary J. Blige is a very real, she's that definitely that definition of a roundaway girl to me. You know, every girl in the hood, you know, felt Mary when she first came out. And so to me, Mary's iconic in that way. And so I always want the best for Mary J. Blige, okay? Even sometimes when I got to get on her on here, still, I still really love the energy surrounding her. And so I, I, I may watch the Super Bowl halftime for her, for that. Uh, I did notice, I know people were talking about Dr. Dre. And this tells you a lot about the industry, in my personal opinion, okay, because I've heard the rumors about Dr. Dre being on halftime and all the women, he, women's ass he's allegedly kicked out in these streets. See, the NFL kicks their own players out and shit for kicking somebody's ass. But yet, on their halftime stage on tomorrow, they're going to have somebody performing who's allegedly been out here kicking ass for years. Even his ex-wife allegedly just accused him of kicking ass. But I digress. See, that tells you that it it, it, it has nothing to do with uh, Me Too, Hoo Hoo, and ain't nobody yelling about Dre's ass being up there on that stage. Still, he still generates. He still generates money, financial. 
So ain't nobody, you know, they ain't Art Kelly him yet. He still, he still, you know, he got the, you know, he got some sort of protections out here right now. He still can produce. I've noticed that I've seen people talking about it and stuff like that. And, you know, all I say is that's to tell, that's to tell everybody to listen. Ain't nothing that, when some of these people get taken down in this entertain, in those entertainment industries, I don't believe that shit to do with what they done do, okay? But I did notice that Dr. J is going to be out there tomorrow, okay? Somebody even said D. Borns and spoke up or something allegedly. I don't know. Just see, let me see. Let me look it up and see if I can see something. I'm looking it up, y'all. See if we see anything this week. Okay, it says, uh, let me see. D. Borns, who Dr. Dre once brutally beat up, claps back at his NSFW comment that made Mary J. Bodge clean. I don't know what this is. This is February 11th from uh, Black Enterprise. Pioneer hip-hop journalist D. Borns, who shared that she was previously brutally beat up by Dr. Dre in his NWA heyday, slammed the poetic artist for for a Twinkie comment he made during the Super Bowl uh, press conference ahead of uh, the Star Study show. While speaking at a press conference on Thursday, along with Queen of Hip Hop, so Mary J. Blige, and Dre's old school partner in rhyme, Snoop Dogg, the Forgot About Dre rapper said there would be a few on-stage surprises. And Snoop chimes in it, and added that having a wardrobe malfunction would be one of them. Um, the wardrobe malfunction seemed to be a diss at Justin Timberlake for the Janet Jackson mix flip, okay? Uh, but with Queen Mary by his side, Dre upped the ante of expectations when a, respond, when a reporter pressed him about the surprises during the highly anticipated scheduled Super Bowl halftime performance. That also included rapper Kendrick Lamar and Eminem. Although Dre said he can't divulge that info, he jokingly said he talked to Snoop and Eminem in particular about keeping their uh, man pants parts in their pants. Um, this comment seemingly shocked Blige, the No More Drama singer who was indeed uh, sitting smack dab in the middle of some of uh, uh, some more drama, lowered her head and put her hand in her face while a collective gas could be heard. Uh, from the audience. Uh, born to stage name was Sister D and who admitted being physically assaulted by Dr. Dre at a rap industry party in 1990, slammed the almost uh, billionaire beat by Dr. Dre creator for the drawing commentary. Why would you talk about not pulling out penises in front, uh, uh, front of the queen of hip hop soul in front of international media? Very crass and very petty, said one commenter about Dre's remarks. Boris and Dre have, you know, and listen, uh, uh, listen, let me just say this. Listen, and probably because of people tend to think of Mary J. Blige as down to earth and stuff like that. And to me, there's not sometimes a lot of respect given, enough respect given to Mary J. Because sometimes that's how it is with hood girls. A lot of times people be sitting around, you talk crazy. You be like, just because I'm a hood, don't mean you just talk crazy in front of me and stuff like that. But that's why I say Mary J., there's this constant energy of kind of a little bit of disrespect for her. I don't like that, but... Listen, here's what I'll just say. Listen, D. Borns is speaking up. Because D. Borns is probably tired 
of her story being put to the back, people like Michelle A, who done complains out here in these streets. There's a lot of women that allegedly have complained about certain people kicking asses, and they still be getting up here on Super Bowl stages and stuff. When the NFL be suspending motherfuckers for the same thing, they put, no, they don't suspend them. They put them out the league. Yet, tomorrow at halftime, you're going to have an alleged person who allegedly has been in this industry kicking people, women in the ass for a long time up there on that stage for me. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I ain't got nothing to say. I'm just going to say what I say. I just, I'll leave it at that. Anyway. And I don't really always think NFL players should lose their job, even if they're in abusive domestic violence situations. There's a reason I believe that. A lot of people are saying, well, Carl, what do you mean? Because the worst thing you can do to a man who is an abuser and everything is to take away his money and leave, and, and, and that woman is still with him, and it, the abuse could even get worse. So my thing is the NFL should probably have stipulations and suspensions and stuff like that and making sure the that person is out of the home for a while, getting the help they need to get and everything, trying to do their best to help them in a mental capacity. That's just my personal opinion. But, listen, I'm just saying I'm just surprised. People, I'm not surprised that they got them because Dr. Drake is still valuable to the industry right now. So he's not being held accountable for alleged shit he done done in the past, okay? And we'll end it at that. Well, she knows I was supposed to talk to y'all about some things from last week's show. Did we talk about Janet? Uh, we talked about Bobby Brown's new. Bobby Brown has a new uh, 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 reality TV show coming out, allegedly. Something on A&M, a two-part thing. Uh, it looks like it's going to be really good, okay? Listen, that's why I say Bobby, Bobby, Bobby is not, when you think you've seen all of Bobby, there's a whole lot more to it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about seeing this. Um, what else? So we, we didn't talk about, let's end it with this. I know, uh, Bishop Noel Jones. Have we talked about Bishop Noel Jones finally getting married to longtime partner Loretta? She's she been waiting for him for 22 years. She was on that reality show. Y'all remember Loretta from the reality show? When Bishop Noel Jones was on that reality show, she has been long suffering indeed. Okay. <laughs> After 22 years, Bishop Noel, Bishop, I said, Bishop. Grace Jones twin, I think it's Grace Grace Jones twin brother. He is getting married to Loretta, who was on the, I believe that's the one who was on the reality show after 22 years of dealing with Bishop and his shit, respectfully. Uh, he allegedly did he have a baby out these streets too? Let me shut up. Anyway, how we, how we, let's go here. Uh, it says uh, Bishop Noel Jones is fine. This is according to FaithfullyMagazine.com. Finally getting married to his longtime girlfriend Loretta Jones. The pastor recently popped the big question 
The big question his fiance after dating for almost two decades, the couple is ready to move things forward. Although Bishop Jones or his congregation haven't released an official statement, yet the internet is teeming with uh, videos from a recent celebration where the pastor announced his decision to marry Loretta. At a recent set, at a recent event, the 17-year-old pastor announced on stage in front of a live audience, "I'm telling you today, I'm going to get married." He then invited his lady love Loretta on stage to join him as he announced the couple's decision. The bishop goes on to say, I thought I should give her my freedom coat for a straight jacket. He continued, I thought about how at my age, get married. Uh, listen, okay, Loretta, let me just tell you this. Listen, he's talking about his age, get married. It's just, just a trip. He said, now, your ass is 72 years old. Oh, I'm about to talk about him. I love Bishop Noel Jones. Bishop Noel Jones is preaching tail off, okay? But let me just tell you this. 72 years old, and now I'm ready to get me. I'm ready to settle down. Your old ass going to be trying to roll your old ass around right now. I, that's when I would turn you down. I said, oh, no. No, we not. We are not going to get married out in these streets. <laughs> you done had me wait 22 damn years for you, and now you're old. And now you see, oh, I need somebody to take care of my old ass. I better do this. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm telling her no. <laughs> I say no. But, you know, if you waited 22 years, you've been long-suffering, and this is what you wanted. That long? You waited that. You waited a long. You just, listen here. Listen here. Okay, pull Loretta away now. Loretta is happy. Okay, uh, Loretta, I would after 22 years, after making me wait 22 years, I tell him, I ain't gonna tell you what I tell a good bishop, but I wouldn't be Jay. I wouldn't be marrying his old ass. <laughs> now you're getting ready to get all old up in these streets. After you've been doing what for 20-some years? What have you been doing the last 20-some years? I remember because she used to try to get him to get married on the reality show. Y'all remember that reality show? Because I used to watch that reality show. That reality show was a trap. Wasn't it? I remember just a little bit. Of that. I remember Loretta was on it. And it was years ago. I didn't even think he was still running around here with Loretta. You still with Loretta? <laughs> Men are terrible. <laughs> Oh, I'm sta- I'm telling y'all, I'm gonna get married. Yeah, you gonna get married with your seventy-two year old ass. Shit, old ass. Something that you ain't ready to get me. I tell y'all, no, 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 not to me. <laughs> well, I don't know, Sister Loretta. How the state look? You might, you might should do it. I've been having you wait here for 22 years, but I'm ready. The nerve. The nerve. The nerve, the nerve, the nerve. What was the line, Loretta? Was it, you know, I feel like God is releasing me. <laughs> you know that old, old pimp peep preacher line? <laughs> she had 22 years out here a player athlete 
And now he's trying. I'm not saying he's a player. Let me take that back. He had 22 years out here or whatever. Wasn't he the one that allegedly had a baby? Remember the Stacy girl? What, who's that girl that was on uh, the U.S.? What was that thing? The one that was fighting with, allegedly fighting with Whitney Houston the night, a couple of nights before she passed away. What was the girl's name? I forget her name, but she was on uh, X Factor. She could sing real good. Allegedly, the rumor was he had, it was her that he had the baby with. I ain't talking about, but Bishop knows those sisters. Loretta's been long suffering out here. She is. So I guess, you know, listen, Loretta, do what you got to do. I mean, hey, I understand. Hopefully, the, uh, the, the estate, I mean, you get the chance. I don't know. Maybe he said, Bishop Noah Jones has always been kind of a handsome guy to me. So maybe he kind of got, and he got some youthful kind of swagger. So may hopefully, hopefully, you know, everything still works out. Seventy-two <laughs> damn years old. Talking about he's ready. I'm ready. Baby, I'm ready to give you what you need. I'll be like, what? <laughs> That's a funny shit. <laughs> oh, my Lord. This show is a mess. You guys, thank you for hanging out with me like you do every week and being so patient with me when I put these shows on at random times and everything. Y'all, I appreciate so much for the little small group I have here who listen to me and y'all laugh with me. Y'all think I'm crazy and y'all listen to my therapy because this is really what this shit is, is my therapy. (laughs) It's me ranting at the world. Thank you guys for uh, listening to me. I'm still laughing at Bishop Dojo. Laughing. Play it, play it. Baby, I'm ready to settle down at 72. I'm getting married. Oh, you old ass. I'm kicking cane. I'm like, no, you all think you get married to me. If I was Loretta, I'd be looking for some younger, like the 65-year-old piece. <laughs> Anyway, y'all, y'all have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl tomorrow. Enjoy Valentine's Day. I hope you guys have a really, really good one. I would leave with a Dina Howard freak like me, but it's Valentine's Day. So I want to leave you guys with something sweeter. Since we were talking about the Maxwell Tour, with the night tour is covered up with Anthony Hamilton and Maxwell and Joe everything, we'll leave with, let's see what we leave out with. We'll leave with, let's see. I thought I had it up. What are we going to leave out with? I thought I had the song out if I wanted to be. Well, we'll leave out with, let's leave out with off. I might not like off, but some of y'all do out here in these, okay? It's Maxwell's off. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your weekend. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Super Bowl weekend. I'm out. See y'all. Bye. I'm in the zone. <laughs> See y'all.
for hanging out with me like you do every week, listening to my opinions and thoughts on the hot topics of the day, your favorite celebrities and all that great talk and everything. Okay, so you guys can hit me up on the Carolina Chatwood Facebook page. You can also DM me there. You can also, if you need to talk to me about anything, Carly's underscore galaxy. You can also DM me at Instagram if you need to ask me about something about the show or whatever or, or you have a product or you want to be on the show, something like that. Carlotta's Chatwood Facebook page, you can send a message, and Carly's underscore Galaxy, you can hit me up on Instagram, okay? Also on Twitter, I'm at C Chatwood Show on Twitter, that's most of the side I'm usually on, and Carlotta72, okay? All right, you guys, I want y'all to have a wonderful weekend. I'm going to try to have a wonderful weekend. I, you know, y'all know how the show is sporadic out here in these streets. So I hope you guys enjoy this show and uh, you, uh, I mean, you really like it, okay? And, and I, I'm glad I got to do one for y'all, okay? So we're going to leave out with Ebony Hamilton, Jill Scott, so in love. I'm out. See y'all. See y'all. Bye-bye. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I'm glad the week is over. I need.